1: How are you? Mr. Dale <laughs> Comstock? How are you doing, sir?
0: I'm good, man. Uh, we got some. Yeah, I wasn't quite sure about what uh, what uh, I guess medium you want to be to use to link up with you on there, so uh, as as you. Oh yeah, um, it, it,
1: it's what it's whichever people prefer. It's um, oh, okay. Yeah. Um,
0: is, for, it, is it a, is this a live video recording or just audio?
1: I'm I'm recording the video and audio. Um, oh, okay. I, I I don't I don't upload it live. Some people like okay. for it to be uploaded live. Uh, I don't I'm like dude I like to go take this breaks like I I don't like I don't like to be on the spot um yeah yeah. but yeah are you okay with that yeah
0: I'm good
1: man all right um so thank you so much for doing this I've 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 Uh, I've watched I've watched interviews with you nonstop for the last three days I've uh I I finished your book and I went through and reread some chapters today um uh yeah I told you I, I texted uh probably my best friend and I was like hey Joe I'm having on. I'm having on a next Delta Force guy. Hadn't talked to him in probably six months, and yeah, he texted me a picture and he said, if it's, Neil, "If it's not Dale Comstock, I'm not listening." I was like, <laughs> "I was like, okay." So um, yeah, I uh, cool. this is uh, today's going to be Dale cast because uh, not Tommy's podcast. This is going to be Dale cast because you are hands down the most interesting person I've had on here yet, and uh, <laughs> I feel like I've Appreciate already t- I, I feel like I've already spoke too much. So um, why don't you introduce yourself and just tell everyone how you've done more in one lifetime, than I think most of us will do in a hundred. So floor is yours.
0: um, Wow. So, (laughs) all right, so I'll give you a little, I'll start with, I'll just kind of go way, way back. Yeah. A big overview of uh, what I've done, who I am, um, where I'm at today. So I joined the army actually in 1981. Uh, My father was in the army for 20 years and then um, right out of high school, I went in the army, followed his footsteps. And uh, the whole idea was, you know, well, for, I grew up in a military culture all my life, you know, I, military concerns in, in Germany and across the United States. So it was just, uh, you know, it was a natural fit for me. So
2: uh-huh.
0: I ended up I ended up joining. Uh, my goal was to um, go be an airborne ranger. Right? And the way, the way I got sold on that is I knew I wanted to go to the military, and then I saw an advertisement in uh, – believe it was reader's digest and it had a one page little one page advertisement in there for army rangers you know and they had the guy coming out of the jungle with camouflage on his face patrol cap, propel rope around his chest car 15 and i thought man that's it that's what i want to do so i ended up going down to recruiters uh with two of my best friends in fact and uh we ended up signing up on a delayed entry program so we signed up in the beginning of our senior year went in the military finally um We started out in the 82nd, so at the last minute, like, oh, sorry, there's no Ranger slides, even though that's what we signed up for. It was was like the switch of bait, right? But then they said, oh, no problem, just go to 82nd, just tell your Sergeant Major you want to go to Ranger school. There's no problem, and he'll send you, and it's it's not, it doesn't work that way, right? But we didn't know. So anyways, I ended up in the 82nd, 325th Airborne Infantry, and then uh, spent about a year there, and then I spent three years in the 82nd LERP uh, detachment down uh with the three uh, 13th military intelligence and then I was at my four-year mark and I kind of hit a crossroad I'm like okay dude, do you know first of all you know being a grunt is okay but it was kind of like I'm always you know taking orders cleaning my gun sitting under a tree every day wiping my gun down you know and, and uh digging foxholes and it just wasn't challenging enough and it's not what I envisioned um and so um I had to make a decision: Do I get out? Do I stay in? And uh, I had already been at uh, Britain, and I had an opportunity to see the two SAS recruiting video, and I thought, Wow, how cool is that? And then I realized that Delta was their version, our version of their SAS, but we didn't know much about the unit. Mm-hmm. And I got just about the same time got ready to think about getting out. I got the letter from Delta. Saying that I was eligible to apply <laughs> to try out, right? Just, it didn't say anything about it. you're good enough. Yeah, like, uh, you're eligible to apply, right? Yeah. And I thought, well, shit, why not, right? So, um, I went to that route. Actually, my mom made the decision for me because I I called my mom and I was married at the time. I had my little my daughter was a year old, and uh, and I was like, you know, mom, I said, can I, you know, I'm thinking about getting out. Can I come home and you know, and stay with you for a little while until I get on my feet with my wife, you know, my daughter, and, and she was like, no, not no, but hell no, so <laughs> uh, I realized right then and there, like, okay, you know, you know, there's no no, no options there, so I, re- I re-enlisted with the intent of trying out for Delta, and that's exactly what I did, so um, basically, I spent uh, 10 years as a Delta force operator um, while I was in Delta the opportunity to go to the Q course to be a Green Beret I did I went through and uh, I got awarded the 18 uh, Bravo which is light heavy weapons sergeant MOS um, and then ultimately I finally left the unit and I went to third special forces group and uh, became a team sergeant there on an A Team um, until right up until I retired basically so I did a little bit of ops time but not a whole lot of operations time um, most of it was all you know um, door kicking and carrying a rucksack so I retired in 1981. Prior to that, I, w- I was going to night school, got my bachelor's degree, I got my master's degree, and then I started a, started a business um, before I got out. Uh, the process of starting a business, and um, and I did. And then uh, that was 2001. Um, I retired about a month before 9/11, and then uh, that just opened a lot of doors for me mm-hmm. doing nuclear security, um, things like that. So um, my company did very well. Uh, in the nuclear security industry Um, so much so that in three years later we sold my company to g4s they bought it um and i at the same time i had also been recruited by um oga so i was working for oga um got i got hired by them and uh so as i could i could i worked for them for nine and a half years and everybody that knows who oga is i won't say the real nomenclature for those guys but uh we'll just call it office of government affairs and uh so i don't get in trouble but anyways um and uh so i was currently i was working for them i started another business called risk control institute as a virtual company and uh i did have uh some contracts under them that i was able to garner and uh in 2011 i sold that company to another company called intrepid and um they bought the company and then I worked for them running my, basically my former company under them, right? It's a vertical. So I did that for a few years and then, uh, all that went away and I ended up going to Hong Kong, um, and working over there for a company called Black Sand running a protective detail for, um, a multi-billionaire investment banker. And, uh, so one thing led to another, I ended up finally in, um, Indonesia. Uh, that's another story, but, uh, you know, I ended up there here six years ago and uh, finally gravitated down towards uh, Bali where I'm at now. And I stood up a company here, a security company in Bali. And I primarily provide uh, explosive detector dogs, patrol dogs, narcotic dogs for uh, like the hotels here and some of the other uh, some of the other bars and venues here. So that's what we do here for the most part. I do other consulting work still. I still uh, travel around and, and uh, do you know, different types of jobs related to security. I still do a little bit of acting from time to time. Um, I'm writing books. I'm currently trying to write five books, um, at the same time. And I hope we get them, get them published within a year. Um, but it's been, it's been a, it's been a battle. The reason It's been a battle is because, um, this coronavirus is just, uh, yeah. killing, killing businesses everywhere, killing tourist business, especially here in Bali. I mean, that's what they, they thrive off of, you know? And, uh, I mean, it's down like 70%. And so it just has a domino effect, man. I mean, you know, shops are closing, everybody's hurting financially, you know, and it it affects everybody. Mm -hmm. So um, we're feeling a little bit of the burn right now as well. And um, so I've been kind of just focusing on on the business here to keep it, uh, you know, to keep it above water. So um, anyways, that's kind of what I do. Um, You know, I travel back and forth to the U.S. Um, I have a home here in Bali. Um, I have a home in in Panama City Beach, Florida, and uh, you know I, I go back and forth every couple of months. And the reason I go back to Florida is because I have a I still have my uh, my little girl there, mm-hmm. Boo Boo, mm-hmm. and uh, I, it's just so I can spend time with her and then um, you know just do stuff in the states that I normally do. So in fact, I've got a training seminar next month, or this month actually this month in Titusville, Florida, um, down at the uh, American Police Hall of Fame. I'm running a two day, uh, what I call a. a Survival learning skills clinic, and then I've got another firearms course that I'm running in Pamela City Beach. And then at the end of the month, I'm going to San Diego to uh, do another webinar for Fortune Builder. So uh, I have reasons to go back, uh, but the main reason is for my daughter. So that's what I do, man. I'm I'm here in Bali, kind of living the dream. Um, You know, I wake up every day and I'm like in paradise, and and I run a business here. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, I mean, On one hand, you know, running a business is not easy. Yeah. Anybody said, oh, you're lucky you got a business. Let me tell you, man, um, it's not for everybody. It's, 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 it's not easy to do. And, um, you know, it's a 24, seven, 365, you know, uh, endeavor, man. You're, you're on the clock all the time. Um, There's no vacations There's Mm -hmm. no days off. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, so, you know, hats off to all the business people out there that have their businesses, especially small businesses. I, you know, um. They're they're pay, they're earning they're earning their money man and uh, you know so it's uh, it's not for the faint of hearty, but yeah. anyways I, I I couldn't have it any other way I've been you know working for myself basically for 18 years now mm-hmm. and uh, you know I've done all right and uh, I just can't imagine going and working for anybody else man uh, just, I uh, I know. You know I know but, uh, I just can't see it so
1: it's, yeah it's uh yeah not not to interject about my I, not to talk about myself because again you were the coolest guest ever. So, but yeah, it's um, I was uh, graduated from the University of Georgia in two thousand thirteen. Was accepted into medical school, actually in Florida, uh, Miller School of uh, Medicine at the University of Miami. Um, I scored in the top five percentile on the MCAT. I was I I got in. I had it all set up. But um, like you just said. I just began thinking, I was like, I can't be working for someone for the rest of my life. So yeah. here I am seven years later, still with this podcast and with some graphic design, I'm, I'm still trying to build my own business. And I've told everyone, all my friends that went through and got their MDs, I was like, dude, it was easier to get into medical school than it is to figure this yeah. out. I was like, yeah, yeah. it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's. but um, what I was going to say is is the things you left out are still more interesting than anything else. Yeah, you will you didn't leave it out, but did nuclear facility and high risk security. You you uh you uh you put empty water bottles in Terry Cruz's pants to save him from uh <laughs> save him from going under <laughs> during filming. You uh you uh yeah, it's your canine handle, your six degree black belt. Your uh, your children uh, will when you wrote your book, I don't know how much they, how far they've gone since, but they were receiving black belts. You uh, there's a picture of you, your wife and your son All competing at the same bodybuilding competition it's it's you know it's kind of like i'm not i'm not not, i don't follow a lot of sports but uh it's kind of something like a couple years ago when uh the patriots came back and beat the falcons in the super bowl biggest comeback ever it's one of those things that i've heard people say if that was a book or a movie it would almost be cheesy because it's too fantastic but it happened it actually happened yeah. they're down 28 to 3 in the third quarter listening to your interviews and reading your book i was like if someone wrote a story and the and the main character was was dale comstock i almost couldn't i almost couldn't buy into it because i'd be like there's no way there's no way yeah. but you do all this stuff it, it's it's yeah i mean <laughs> if, if you can't tell I'm, I'm 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 fanboying over here man but it's <laughs> dude you no, you're right
0: uh, you know I, I, whenever people ask me, you know, about my background, you know, I always have to give them a, look, a little caveat, a little preamble and say, look, you know what, it's going to sound fantastic. <laughs> it's going to sound unbelievable, but it's all verifiable,
2: you know, yeah. Um,
0: I don't need to embellish anything. It's, uh, it's all there, you know, even my DD 214 is on the internet. So mm-hmm. if anybody questions my military, you know, background, it's all out there, but, mm-hmm. uh, no, you're right. Um, my son, uh, he's got his black belt. Um, he actually got it when he was seven. Finally, my daughter's a second degree brown belt. My oldest one, they're both college graduates. My son's in special forces also. He's a green beret. Uh, my daughter's an entrepreneur. She's a, uh, a business, uh, coach, mentor. Um, and, uh, I have another daughter that just graduated a trade school and now uh, she's uh, working in Charlotte. She's doing very well. Um, and so, and I still have, you know, some younger ones. So, um, but yeah, you're right. Um, you know, it's it, people. And, and so I do like I do performance coaching as well, right? Actually, my oldest daughter talked me into it a few years ago, and uh, and <coughs> people used to always ask me, like Comstock, you know, how did you do so much? You know, and first I didn't think I did that much, and uh, like I just thought I was keeping up with the other guys in the unit, you know, and uh, and said after I started thinking about
2: it, I was like I guess you know compared to everybody, Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a AM member FDIC. Else I have done a lot, uh-huh. you know, and, uh, and,
0: and what is the, what's the, um, what is the reason for that? How was I able to do that? And there's actually a couple reasons and ways that I did that, but I did it almost unwittingly. Um, first of all, I've got a lot of drive, man. I'm a, you know, it's like, I'm like a shark in the water, man. If I stop moving, i drive. Yeah. Know? So I got to keep yeah. moving, right. And, uh, keep doing things. I got I to keep eating. Um, and so, um, and I have a, I have a keen interest in a lot of different things, you know, even things that are not, uh, you know, <laughs> maybe very interesting. I, I like to take an interest in it and learn about it because, um, you know, it's, um, you know, knowledge is power, man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I like to explore, you know, explore new things. Um, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Some, yeah. I, yeah. I okay. Uh, some background noise, um, my, my employees. Um, so anyways, um, so yeah, you know, part, you know, part of it is I got, you know, a lot of drive, um, but anybody can, uh, you know, anybody can develop that man. It's, mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a choice between being lazy and, uh, getting off your ass and doing shit mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, not making excuses. So, you know, that's one of the things is, is drive. Um, you know, I never quit. Um, if I fail something, I don't go, you know, and give up and just move on to something else. You know, I, I keep at it until I get it right. Mm. Uh, the other thing is time management and multitasking, you know. Um, I've got to be able to manage my time, and I've got to be able to do multiple things at one time. The old adage, you know, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Well, that works for all the other performance coaches out there. You know, that's their little thing. Oh, he's, you know, doing L- one little thing bit, at a little bit, a
1: little bit, yeah.
0: Yeah, focus on this and then work on that. And I was like, well, if you do that, you'll never you'll never cheat that much in life, you know. Uh, I was able to eat a whole lot of elephants at one time, one bite at a time, you know. I just go back and forth and get yeah. on this one for a while and then on this one, this one, and, you know, and that's how you get ahead. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of performance coaches out there that are, uh, you know a full of crap um is the way i put it and i don't care how much money they got they maybe they were successful at one thing Mm -hmm. and they made a lot of money but uh that doesn't mean you're you can train people to be um better versions of themselves and that's the thing right now i I like picking on tony robbins you know he's (laughs) he's he's done really well you know he's made a lot of money doing one thing um i mean he's 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 the master you know salesman but uh You know, and I always joke, I say, you know, Tony Robbins lays in bed, you know, dreaming about Dale Comstock. What's it like to be that guy? Because he'll never, ever be able to achieve what I do. His money can never buy it. And, uh, you know, and I'm richer than he is for that reason. You know, and I can always do what he does, like I'm doing it now. Maybe I don't have his money, um, but I can do what he's doing and and more. So, um, and why is that? Because what I teach and, um, you know, what I promote, is not just a, It's not just think a certain way, it's, it's actually how do you think that certain way. There's a, there's a process, and uh, there's a neurological process that's involved with this thing, and uh, a metaphysical process. There's, there's these other elements that are at play that most people would just dismiss as, you know, oh, it's a bunch of hocus pocus. Uh-huh. Uh, and I say, yeah, you go right on and believe that, and let's compare resumes, because yes. I say you, my achievements are grounded in certain uh, principles that uh, are not taught in school, um you know most people would roll their eyes at it because they um, you know they're linear thinkers can't think outside the box um, and uh, they're willing to they're not willing to challenge paradigms right? Um, that's the difference. I am. I'm willing to cha- challenge all paradigms and, and not just listen to you know the crowd and just uh, um, stand by let me let me tell these guys down what hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm, okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's over here chatting. I'm like, hey, dude. I told you guys to be quiet. Um, anyways, um, so you know, it's it's a way of thinking. So you know, it's time management. It's a it's a way of thinking. It's uh, having a certain understanding of uh, mental processes, neurological processes, understanding uh, the metaphysical world. Um, you know things like kinetic molecular theory come to play. There's a lot of things, man, that uh, come to play, and that's what I teach. And uh, you know, for example, these life coaches will go, "Hey, you know, think positive, think mm-hmm. positive, never quit." You know, and uh, you're great, you're special, I think you're special. It's like, what does all that mean? Nothing. Man, yeah, yeah. Everybody says that, but that don't get you anywhere, yeah. right? if Everyone's but, special. If no one is. Yeah, but if you understand the whole, if you understand the d- underlying dynamics, the the real physiology and neuro, you know, neurology behind it, as well as understand the metaphysical of the world and the impact it has on us and the impact we have on it. Um, you are more likely to, uh, control your own destiny. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so that's what I focus on. And that's my other little. besides this business. That's the other thing I do all the time. I do a lot of life coaching. Um, you know, I work usually 16 to 18 hour days. I'm, I'm in my office here till at least midnight every night, mm-hmm. I'm up by six or seven o'clock. And, uh, You know, usually I'm in the office early in the morning doing, you know, uh, coaching people around the world on performance and things like that. So, um, but to, you know, to to your your earlier point, you know, um, yeah, you're right. Most people can't believe it, you know, that I can do all this, but it's all verifiable.
2: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: There's nobody out there that, you know, has yet to to call me out and call me into question, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, for anything. I mean, because they can't, it's just, you know, it's legit. So. I mean, I've had a few people like, you know, freaking ex-wives and shit that, you know, ex-wife that, you know, they, you know, they want to throw, they want to sling dirt, but it uh, still holds no water, you know, mm-hmm. so. Um, you know, that's it's part of living, man. I mean, you know, some people just, uh, you know, live to work. Um, I only work just to live. If, not, if I don't have to work and I can live, then that's what I'm going to do. I'm yeah. just going to have fun, you know, and so that's why I enjoy doing so many things, and the other thing is, you know, I've got enough skill sets that, uh, you know, today maybe I'm running a business. Tomorrow I'm doing life coaching. The next day I'm maybe doing acting. The next day I'm doing some type of tactical training somewhere. Um, or next day I'm doing some kind of business networking, you know. I, you know but I've got things I can do um, in multiple income streams, and, you know, to keep me going. And, mm-hmm. and that goes back to my earlier point. I don't have a boss. I am my yeah. own boss. I get up when I want. I go to bed when I want, you know. And, uh, and life is good. Um, I won't say it's, it's, it's super easy, um, but when you're doing something you enjoy doing, you know, it's a, you know we ha- you're doing something you're passionate about, it's really a labor of love. Yes. Than, you know, toiling over something you, don't, you know really not enjoying. Yes. And so, you know, I, I always, you know, kind of tell people, motivate people, hey, man, you know, you have choices. Life's about choices. You know, you can go work for the man from nine, eight to five where it's safe, get a paycheck, mm-hmm. you know and two weeks vacation every year. And uh, you don't have to do anything, but just go to the job drop and grind it out. Um, or you can, you know, you can, uh, walk out there on the limb on your own and, uh, and create your own reality, you know, and, uh, 2% of the population, um, 2% of the population self-actualize. In other words, actually achieve their goals. Mm -hmm. Uh, the, they they become the person that they see, Mm -hmm. um, see themselves as, you know, Ninety-eight percent of the people out there don't. Ninety-eight percent of the people out there are followers. Um, I teach people if you want to if you want to get ahead in life, you got to be you have to be able to lead yourself. Okay, um, you have to apply leadership principles to yourself in everything that you do. It's a form of discipline, and uh, without it, you'll you'll go nowhere in life. You know. So anyway, that's that's kind of yeah. You know. Um, yeah, I did you know, I I'm I didn't mention, but yeah, I've got six degree black belts, got first degree black belt, I've got I was a professional boxer. PhD yeah, PhD, you know, in alternative medicine, master's degree in business and organizational security management, speak a couple languages. Um you know, I, I, I mean, I can just go on all day long, you know. And uh and it's one of those things like, you know, when I decide I wanna do something, I, I I focus, I get on it, I get her done and then uh one of my one of my um, flaws, I guess, is I get bored really. Easy. So once yeah. I've mastered something, it's like, man, okay, I'm done. Next, I going to move to something else, next, right? Yeah. I can't I I can't stay focused on one thing, and uh, that's probably to my detriment, um, because if I when I stop focusing on something, it just kind of wanes, you know, and dies on the vine. Mm. And uh, whereas if I just stayed focused on it, I could probably be very very successful at it. I had a guy one time tell me, um, he's a he's a friend of mine. I've worked for him quite a bit. He's very wealthy. Um, and we were in a, sitting around a pool in South Africa one night, and uh, he looks at me, he goes, Dale, he goes, you know, why do you do all these things, you know, acting this and that and that? And he goes, if you would just focus on one thing, like security, mm-hmm. he goes, you're really good at that. And he goes, you could be super rich, you know? And um, I thought about it, and I was like, yeah. I said, well, the reason why is because, you know, I got a, I got a lot of ex-wives and kids to pay for. I'm going through a divorce, you know, and so I got to make money any way I can, you uh-huh. know, and... Uh, so I bounce around like a journeyman, you know, no, that keeps it interesting, man. I, I can't just do one job. You know? Mm-hmm. And, know. Uh, and then he asked me, he goes, well, because you've achieved so much in life. He goes, what's next? What are you going to be next? Do next? And I thought about it. I was like, yeah, you're right. What am I going to do next? And I looked down and I'm going to be like you. And he's like, huh? I go, yeah, I want to sit around the pool one night with billions of dollars in my pocket and ask people, what are you going to yeah. do next? And why do you do all this shit you do? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want to do. And he's like, oh, okay. yeah. He because, well, you can do it. So um, I'm not there yet, but I'm working on it. And uh, you know, it's, uh, it's been a journey. Um, I don't have a whole lot of complaints. I made some bad choices, we all do. Um, but my choices, you know, uh, whether it's a good choice or a bad choice, had some kind of consequence, mm-hmm. sometimes it had good consequences. Even bad choices had good consequences and good choices had bad consequences. But I you know that's why I've arrived to where I'm at today, you know, living in Bali pretty much you know doing my thing um you know and uh enjoying life for the most part you know so what's tomorrow hold i don't know you know anything could happen man this business could go under because there's a virus um who the hell knows right Mm -hmm. so the the key is you know um i can't worry about what i can't control i do the best i can to control the situation but uh i don't let it consume me my my uh (laughs) my wife here gets a little wrapped around the axle sometimes, you know, when things start going a little bit South and she gets a little nervous and mm. uh, we, you know, when you deal with a business with, you know, uh, other, other clients, right. Um, they all think they're the subject matter expert on your subject, right. And they have no idea, right. What they're talking about, but they challenge her all the time because she's the face of the company. Um, in fact, the company's in her name and everything else. So, um, So she catches a lot of flack, especially as an Indonesian woman. Mm -hmm. You know, they try to bully her a lot, but Mm -hmm. she's, she's pretty resilient and pushes back, but it stresses her out. And, uh, and I told her, I said, you know, you have to look at business like a game, like a monopoly game. Mm -hmm. I said, think of it as a game. You know, you're moving the pieces around the board, you're rolling the dice, you're picking up a card. Sometimes you go forward, sometimes you go back, you know, uh, things happen. You gain things, you lose things. That's part of the game, right? But you keep playing the game. I said, don't take it personal. Um, you know, never take it personal. Think of it as a game, right? And, I, and then I use the analogy of that movie Jumanji, right? Yeah. Imagine we're in a movie in, in Jumanji, right? Yeah. Where, where these characters, you know, and all these people that are, you know, assholes, um, to you. Think of them like a the little fat chick or something <laughs> like that, you know, you know, and you know, whatever with pigtails, you know, and you know, you know, whatever, right? You So you, you give them a, you know, think of them in a different way. Yeah. And, uh, and just remember it's all, they're all part of the it's game, a game, right?
1: It's a game. And,
0: uh, and just play the game and you try to win. But if we lose, it's just a game, right? Life goes on. And so every time she gets a little wigged out, you know, I just look at her and tell her Jumanji. You it's know, a game. Kind of snap her back into, into the, guy, <laughs> into the yeah, game mindset, right? I, we, and, we all Jumanji, have masks yeah.
1: on. We're just playing the game. Yeah, it's a, uh, yeah,
0: exactly, man. It, um, you know, and these are some of my philosophies, You know. Like my other, one of my other approaches to life is, um, you know, it, it, we, I don't look at my issues as problems, okay? Um, I look at them as challenges. Yes. So, you know, people go, Oh my God, you know, I don't have, we don't have any more money. What are we going to do? Oh, you know, sky is falling and uh, you know, they freak out and they, they try to react and try to fix it. Right. And, uh, and so usually it's out of some type of desperation. Um, and a lot of times it just, they just exasperate the issues they you know whatever so what i do is i go you know what it's not a problem okay because if a problem requires a solution i gotta fix this whereas if i look at it from a perspective of a challenge i invite the challenge because mm. i'm going to conquer it right it's going to mm. make me stronger um so i kind of embrace it like okay watch this um you know and so and, you, and i and i have a you know let's say i don't have any money right um You know, I don't free. Oh my God, I got no money. You know, I'm like, okay, I don't have any money right now, but I'm gonna get some more money. Watch this. How am I going to do it? Okay. I'm going to use my head. Yes. Right. And, uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to work my way through this, this issue, but I'm going to get the money. It's going to come to me. And I use positive affirmations. I think positively, you know, in that I say, you know, I have the money, the money is here The money's on the way. I don't know where it's coming from but i know it's going to happen because it goes back to my mindset hmm. it's it's the subconscious is at, at play now and it's when i mentioned already about the metaphysical world um this is where there's a connection between the metaphysical world and our subconscious hmm. so again there's I, you know there's going to be people sitting out there going oh my
1: screw god screw them no. the, if, know, if they're doing yeah, that turn yeah. turn it off now i don't want they don't want i don't yeah, want the subscribers you know, tell and them and, to screw off
0: you, you know they have no the, yeah uh, it's, it's when they ask me Comstock, how were you able to do so much because of this
1: yes okay it's, it's
0: a way of thinking and uh and so you know and i've got a lot of clients that have come to me that are unemployed super rich and everything in between man you know and they get it mm-hmm. um especially the rich ones that are very successful they they have stumbled across this stuff they don't even know what what they were doing, yes, but it was their mindset that got them there, right? And it, and um, it's not just a matter of while, "I'm never going to quit." You, you know what? If you never quit and you keep failing a hundred times, at some point you got to stop and go wait a minute. You know what? what am I doing? Am I gonna? Yeah, am I gonna fail two hundred times? <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, if you keep getting the same results, you know, then maybe you ought to stop and, and change what you're doing, you know, change it up a little bit. So, um, but anyways. Um, you know, it's all about mindset, but I tell people, you know, see it as a, a challenge, not as a problem. And I use a boxing analogy, right? So when I was an amateur boxer, when I first started boxing, you know, I walk into the corner of the apron of the ring and I look over at my opponent and go, Holy cat, crap, you know, the guy's freaking pretty good shape. You know, he looks pretty scary. And, and, uh, you know, Oh my God, I hope he don't knock me out. You know, it's going to hurt or, you know, hope the crowd doesn't boo me. You know, I don't want to lose. You no, know? I'm thinking all this shit, right? And then I'm thinking, okay, I'm just going to get in there and hopefully can get this over with in two minutes, you know, yeah. two seconds to knock him out, right? Yeah. So I got there swinging like crazy, and he's doing the same thing, you know? And uh, and then, uh, you know, somebody gets hurt, or gets knocked out, or nothing happens, right? And then, But as you become more experienced, um, you walk up to the corner of the range. Like when I turned pro, and I looked at the guy on the other side, it, I no longer perceived him as a, a problem, right? Before it was a problem. Mm. And uh, now it's like, okay, he's going to punch me. He's probably going to punch me a lot. It's going to hurt. Um, crowd might boo, you know, I might get knocked out, I might get killed, you know, I've seen two guys get killed in the ring, hmm. you know, these are all things I accept as part of the game. It's like, okay, there's no point even dwelling on that because hmm. I can't, you know, it's, it yeah. means means nothing, right? What I focus on is the challenge. The challenge is, do I want to win in the third round, the fourth round, the seventh round? How do I want to win? Do I want to take them out with a three-point combination? Do I want to showboat, or do I just want to be the, you know, the, the, you know, just a the focus, you know, quiet guys going out there doing mm-hmm. my job and getting out of the ring, you know. So I was, the, you know, the big picture is me holding the, the belt up at the end. And uh, so when I went in there, I had a different air of confidence um, because it's no longer a problem; it's a challenge. The challenge was I want to win, I, and this is what how I want to win. Um, I wasn't fighting out of survival, you know. It was no longer survival mm-hmm. fighting; it was going in there to impose my will yes. and be the champion, right? So the mindset was different. Okay, that stems from a lot of things; stems from experience. Also, it stems from uh, understanding what you're facing because we fear what we don't know. But once we understand it, you know, we use our fear for that. Right. And now we can actually focus on what's more important, like strategy um, and the outcome. And uh, so it's mindset, you know, and, and, and these are the kind of things I like to teach people. And these are the kind of things that help me get through my life every day, um, you know, and, uh, and it keeps me keeps everything in balance and uh, helps me keep my sanity. Um but I won't lie to you, I'm a human being too, you know, there's things that get to me, it's like, oh man, you know, and then a lot of times they'll stress me out for a second, and then I have to stop, sit down, go to calm, stop. take a knee, take a deep breath, drink some water, you know, breathe, okay, yeah, practice what yeah. you preach, yeah. okay? And uh, and I've got to, you know, I mean, you have to do that. Um, and, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's part of learning and growing, so I'm always learning, I'm always growing, I'm always relearning, um, you know, to keep myself uh, going forward. So and the other thing I found out too is, you know, a lot of times, um, so your brain, you know, your, your brain gets its energy from glucose. That's, that, yeah. it doesn't burn fat. It burns glucose. Okay. And, and if you're down on carbohydrates, you're down on glucose, you get goofy, you get loopy, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you get, you know, and not only that you don't, you know, you're low on your hormone levels, you get moody depressed, you know, and, um, uh, and I noticed that I tend to get a little bit more emotional, a little bit more depressed when I'm, when I haven't eaten. Um, I don't have any carbohydrates in me. And so what I do is go, okay, you know what, you feel a certain way because part of it mostly is hormonal. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I'll go get me something, a candy bar or some food, and I'll get some carbohydrates in me, get my glucose levels back up and I start feeling better. Uh, you know, women are good for this because I've noticed with, you know, my ex wives, all my wives, right. And girlfriends, um, I can always tell when they're hungry, even if they don't tell me they're hungry, because they get all they get all pissy, right, and uh, grumpy, and I'm like, and then I realize, yeah, they're hungry. I said, and I just I've learned now, hey, just go put some food in them, and they'll be okay. And sure enough, man, it works. Thirty minutes later, they're all happy again, yeah. you know, yeah, because they need that carbohydrates. But women seem to get more aggressive than men when it comes to that. I don't know if that's a primal um, response to you know needing food and hunting and mm-hmm. foraging or, or what that is, but. Uh, I, do, I have noticed that and so and I've also noticed with me I just get kind of goofy man and uh, yeah and a little depressed I don't get angry I'm like, uh, you know I can't, yeah I can't think clearly so you know these are kind of things I like to talk about um, you know with people when I'm coaching them or training them um, I apply all this stuff to my own life and uh, it just makes for a better a, a better understanding of life and it makes it more um, life a little bit more enjoyable and bearable you know um, you know, So, anyways, um, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, it is what it is. that's what is. That's my resume, man.
1: It's yeah. pretty long. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say, yeah, I know, uh, with a uh, with girlfriends getting hungry, you can't, you can't say, hey, go get some food, because eventually they'll catch on that you're, you're. Oh, so you think I'm, you think I'm bitching? You gotta, you gotta subtly be like, hey, babe, let's go get yeah. a milkshake. Are you craving a milkshake? Because yeah, exactly. I'm craving a milkshake. You gotta suave. You, you gotta be suave. Yeah, that.
0: exactly. Um, exactly.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but. I wanted to um I wanted to further touch on the visualization the mental um the positive affirmations the or um because it's something I've done my whole life and like I emailed you I had I had never known anyone else to do it um and for most of my life I didn't exactly know what it was I was doing it was like you said you you'll find successful people that will they'll have figured it out on their own without knowing they figured it out you know it's like right. uh, it's like if you put people on other sides of the world, eventually they're probably both going to discover fire. They don't necessarily have to right. teach each other. It's because it's a or physics. Physics yeah. is a great example. The laws of physics are permeable. They are, are they permeate all. They are universal. It, it, if the world explodes and life arises on a different planet, they, they don't have Newton, but they'll figure it out. It might. It'll be right. whatever. Um, starting early on is, I mean, I've done it my whole life, but I'd say I really got into it in college when I was I was always a terrible student, I was, always a ter- I was a meathead in high school, just a terrible student. And uh, my sophomore year in college, I, I just kind of hit me one day. I was like, I'm going to be a doctor. But what I started doing was was meditating and about 20, 30 minutes in when the stream of the stream of consciousness would kind of slow down. And, you know, when you first start meditating, it's it's everywhere. It's what do I got to do today. I'm doing a podcast with Mr. Comstock. What am I doing tomorrow? I got to go to the gym. I got to get some groceries I, and it's it's going on and on, and I haven't talked to him in forever. Man, my ex girlfriend must hate me. But 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 it's slowly, it, they they become less and less frequent, and finally it kind of slows down. And it's almost like, it's almost like when the dryer or the washing machine's on, and you don't even know it's on until it stops. Yeah. You don't yeah. realize that they stopped till all of a sudden. You're like, what is this peace? What is this quiet? And you're like, oh my god, I stopped thinking. I yeah. found in that time, is and I now do it intently. But for years, I did it without even knowing. It was, so for instance, trying to get into medical school. It was like, all right, I got to, first it was like, I got to take biology one. Way down the road, I got to be taking organic chemistry and cellular biology. And I got to publish research and blah, 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 convince a med school to take me. But at very first, it was just, what do I got to do? I got to get an A in this class. And it wasn't just, like you said, never quit. You can never quit but that doesn't mean you'll win so it wasn't just right. I'm gonna work hard <laughs> it was like i was like what would it feel like and you know i think of like my mom and you know her high pitch like woo. you know i think of my dad like you know good job i think of and i think of that feeling of i would i would, I would visualize my laptop screen tr- digital transcript end of semester and i'd see the course name you know whatever calc 1 3200 and i'd see a and and it would be like, okay, what am I, like, I feel the chair. I feel the computer screen. I know the fan's on, right. and I feel A. And, and what does that A mean? It means I did it. Oh, what am I going to do? It's going to be the end of the semester. Okay, I know I'm going to get some money out of my bank. I'm going to get some beer with my buddies and go act like an idiot. Like, And when I think about it that way, if you just think, I'm going to get an A in biology, that doesn't really, that's like saying, right. Mr. Comstock, you should make money. And it's like, yeah, well, yeah, no right. shit. But when I would, when I would, I'd see it and I'd feel it I would get I would literally get like butterflies I would get excited and it would be like that's the thing I'm gonna do that's the thing I'm gonna do or with this podcast it was started in December and I remember thinking like how cool would it be to just talk to cool people I could grow the subscribers and I'd start to feel it literally hear it see it and like you said a lot of people are gonna be listening to this going like okay right, guys hit the peace pipe you know i i am my reality and i would always use my experiences getting in but i now say screw that look at mr comstock's experiences and resumes don't listen to me i got into med school cool you were in delta force you have a phd you were buddies with uh no uh, with um uh terry cruz you uh it, you've you've done a million. Your your book is hilarious, by the way. <laughs> it's uh it's, it's brilliant. It, it's 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 politically incorrect, and I love it. For I was laughing the entire time. I was, <laughs> dude, I was literally on the toilet a couple times. I was like, thank God I'm on the toilet because I just shit myself. <laughs> but uh, but it, it was <laughs> but it was. It's uh, so I would say don't look at my experiences. Look at look at Mr. Comstock's, and it's it's not just. I like to think of it as it's not just hocus pocus. It's not okay positive you know i am successful like no no don't don't think it like i think of it as like who's to say that this isn't a field of science that we just haven't discovered yet you know imagine the first guy to say hey i don't think the earth's flat you don't think it's flat really you think it's you know now we know who's to say that one day in 2050 2080 2100 they'll go and hey, here here are the writings of mr comstock and here are comstock's three rules like why, why not? Why why can't it be? We now know positive visualization is the equivalent of like a compass, heading towards north or south. It's yeah,
0: yeah. It's, you know, there's 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 starting there's science starting to back it and support it. Um, you know, this is this is something that uh, <clears throat> actually a lot of people have known it for a very long time, either intuitively. Um, you know, other psychologists. You know, going back for a long time have kind of understood this phenomenon. um, but it, because it's so, it's not something you can scientifically, you know, prove, you know, it's, it is, it, it, so if it can't be proved by science then it must not be true. Right. Right. And if, and, and so actually one of my students is a, uh, um, he's a seminarian and he's, he basically wants to be a Catholic priest, but he also wants to be a special forces, you know, and, uh, and I have some very, you know, some people that are very religious and I have people that are, you know, atheists. but, uh, you know, th- this whole idea of, um, you know, self-actualization, autogenic conditioning, mm. um, the things we're talking about kind of, it actually falls, it, it fits in nicely with, you know, whether you're an evolutionist or creationist, um, you know, it's, you know, for example, if you're a, a creationist, you say, you know, God created the universe. Well, then He created, you know, the metaphysical world. He created all yes. the stuff that we're experiencing. Yes. And if you're an evolutionist, um, then it's the same thing, right? Evolutionary wise, we have developed certain, you know, the sixth sense. Um, yes. The etherics, all this other stuff, that uh, you know, it, um, that makes us who we are and allows us to live the way we do. But um, there is a lot. There is science supporting it, um, you know. And you know, for me, the best science is I'm. I am a walking uh, living experiment yes. of it since the age of about fifteen is when I stumbled on it. The baseball and, uh, game no, Yeah, the,
1: yeah baseball the baseball game you know, in Germany, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so that was the first time I learned about it and then you know I applied again later in life when I was a Delta operator mm-hmm. to O T C. Yeah. Um, you know, and it basically saved my job is what it did. Um Yosemite saying I went from yeah, I went from zero to hero pretty fast over like literally in three days. Um, you know and I go on all the time about this kind of stuff it's just having it's just when you when you when you see things a certain way and you do make positive affirmations and you and, and you say them in the here and now um, what happens is your subconscious you know it's it's back there there's a little guy in a, in a room with no windows right sitting in an office by himself yeah. he's getting all his input he's going shit I gotta make things figure it happen, out figure and it you. out right right and he's doing that um, you know, and then, the, like I said earlier, there's a, a neurological process of myelination that's going on. Yes. There's
1: um, neuroplasticity know, growing.
0: Yeah, you know, um, and so there's all these other things that, you know, most people wouldn't even understand, you know. And like I said, you you know, I don't know if any college courses even would teach anything like this. Yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah. but, you know, I spent my life doing teaching, learning this stuff, and I've applied it many, many times over and over and over. And I know that it—it is—it's it, a thing. It does work, and it's really the basis for all of my success. Um, and so, I haven't become like a Nazi where I'm like, you know, Doctor Spock, and I'm kind of focusing <laughs> all the time on everything. It's just—it's just now. It's just a, a cultivated a way of thinking, mm-hmm. um, way of meditating. I can meditate right in my motorcycle. Okay, yeah. it's a way of focusing. Yeah. It's, it's really concentrated, you know, um, or you know, focused. You focused intent. Thought. Yeah, exactly. You know, and so um, and that basically, you know, sets everything up in my system neurologically, physiologically, um, you know, metaphysically, and it kind of orients me towards what I'm thinking and what I want to do. Just like, but not only positive stuff, but negative stuff. You have negative thoughts. um, You create negative outcomes Uh for yourself inadvertently. If you hang around negative people, it's the same thing, right? Um, I I get here's an example I give to people. All right. Everything in this planet is made up of energy. Everything. Mm-hmm. This, this wooden table has energy at the molecular level. Those molecules are always moving. Mm, they're all right? dancing around, um, yeah. Yeah, so pull, they're like pool balls. One push another one, but it's, everything is moving, right? So if, if you can remember, everything is energy. We create our own energy from within, okay? That's what allows us to think, talk, move our muscles, all that stuff, right? It's, it's you have to have an energy source and we create it internally. Um, the whole world is an energy source, okay? The Earth, operates at certain frequencies, and just rotates. Um, everything has frequency. So you, right now, I'm generating thoughts in my mind. Okay, and basically, what I'm doing is, you know, creating, um, I'm moving my tongue, my, my vocal cords to make sound, okay, which is what frequency? Yeah, all right, vibration, length, wave, uh, label, wavelengths, etc, etc. And I'm talking to you through a, a phone on the other side of the world, you're picking up my frequencies, okay? And through your ears, your receivers, you're ter- you're getting the message, you're interpreting it, and you're seeing it in your mind. Mm-hmm. Okay, what I'm saying. So basically, in essence, we become two radios. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're doing the same thing our regular radios do, right? We're we're tuning uh, we're in, manipulate. Yeah, we're ma- we're manipulating energy, space, right? Vibrates. Uh, the law of vibrations in effect, right? The metaphysical and kinetic motion theory. So that's how we can communicate. So we're doing the same thing a radio is, man. Um, everything is like that in this planet. So if you understand that, then almost anything's possible yes. because it always comes down to energy, right? And uh, you know, and again, I love these life coaches. hey, you know, you gotta you gotta, gotta have energy. They think you have to have energy, like you yeah, gotta be motivated. Yeah. I tell you, no, you need to have you need to have energy, like real energy. You need yes. to create that and and focus it on what you wanna do. Hmm. Um, and there's the process, okay. Well, how do I do that? And that's what I kind of delve into. Um, in a lot of my uh, in my coaching, so um, again, you know, the, and this takes some explanation <clears throat> for a lot of people, um, and uh, you know, those that would challenge me on that. Um, but I, I had a guy yesterday, a couple of days ago. He's actually a good friend of mine, and he's interested in getting into coaching. And he goes, "Man," he goes, "Is this neural a neuro linguistic programming?" He goes, "Programming." He goes, "Is this real?" He goes, "There doesn't seem to be any science, you know, backing that. It sounds like some kind of marketing bullshit." And I was like, you know, what? you're the typical person, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're looking for science to support. Yeah. something. And I said, the, re- the reality is there is some science supporting it. But I said, more importantly, if you, if you know, neuro, neural linguistic programming is nothing more than words have meaning. When mm. you say things, you think certain things. Mm. Right. Um, and that's why people in society. Now they want to censor, you know, your words, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. If You say this—that's hate, right? Yeah. And they think why you you're not saying think. it? They're altering your way of you thinking, yeah. right? Because that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to alter your way of thinking. Nineteen
1: eighty-four.
0: Right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, we've been—you t- know—we've been told that you know, if you if you you know make a racial slur, you know, that's bad. You know, it's politically incorrect. You should never say that, right? And what are you doing? You're trying to change my way of thinking, hmm. okay? Um, or if I express a political belief, you know, like you know, if I said, oh, I I support Trump, you know, it's like, oh my hell, you know, all hell comes raining down on me. They don't want me to believe that. Yeah. I think that that's right. That's why they that's why they, you know, You know. they indoctrinate kids in school now. You know, I mean, there's history classes and they're where they're comparing Trump with Nazi, hit, you know, Hitler yeah. and, and all these other people. Yeah. So it's it's really comes down to that. But so people know one way or another, they know that words have meaning and words shape thoughts. Right. And uh, and so neuroling you know, le- neurolinguistic programming is a thing. Um. By repetitive – by repeating something over and over or thinking it over and over, okay, you start to believe it. Hitler once said, if you, t- if you tell a lie long enough, enough times, everybody will believe it's true, enough, right? A big enough um,
1: lie enough times, yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, and so there's a lot of truth to that. Um, and so we can do it to ourselves as well. You know, if you always tell yourself, you know, I suck, you know, I'm a terrible person, I'm stupid, you know – well, that's what's going to happen. You're yeah. going to be stupid. You're going to suck. You yeah. know, and you'll be a terrible person. Yeah. That's your life. You've just created your own reality, yes. right? Uh, and they're and they're why because it's it's not just a way of thinking. It's the programming. That's why they call neuro linguistic programming. You're programming a certain th- uh, thought patterns yeah. that become that, that that actually control your behavior. Yes. Okay. So, anyways, that you know, we're going kind of deep now, but uh, no, dude, go for uh, it. No,
1: no, I love it. No, if anyone no, doesn't but, like it, they can tune out. I don't give a shit.
0: no, you know, it, it's okay. Um, you know, and, and I, and I, like I said, I provide coaching on, on this stuff. I, mm-hmm. I run an eight hour, it's actually eight weeks, hour and a half a week, um, seminar or coaching uh, classes for people that are interested in everything from weight loss to getting in better shape physically, getting in better shape mentally to being more successful to how do you build a business? Um, you know, it's survival learning skills, you know, how do you protect yourself? How do you think, um, you know, a certain way, um, be a driver, not a survivor. Um, so I go, I go through this whole thing over the course of eight weeks and, uh, I do pretty good at it. Um, uh, my marketing is, you know, is weak. Uh, I don't push it too hard because I, I, you know, I have other things to do, but mm-hmm. I like doing this on the side. So, um, but, um, if your listeners are out there, you know, look me up on Facebook or whatever, Absolutely. man, I, I mean, it's, you know, it's, um, it's a life changer. I can tell you, I'll give you an example, of how much of a life changer it is. I'm going to talk I'm going to tell you about my wife. All right. So my wife is Indonesian. When I met her six years ago in Hong Kong, she was a, she was a maid. She grew up in a village all her life. She worked overseas for 13 years, cleaning other people's shit basically. And, uh, and then, uh, I met her when <clears> they <throat> led to another, over time we built a relationship and uh we came, you know, she moved back to Indonesia, then I came and followed her back over here. And uh she's got a sixth grade education, which is probably five levels higher than most people have. Mm-hmm. Um here in Indonesia you yeah. have to pay to go to school. Um it's not compulsory. If you want to go to you kids go to school, even in elementary school, you gotta pay for it, right? Oh. Um Yeah, and you gotta buy the uniforms, all the stuff, right? So she was lucky to make it to sixth grade. Um her mom sold her off, I, I say sold her off, married her off at 15, but, but basically, you know, to a guy for, you know, something to hmm. exchange. I, I don't know what they exchange, maybe a cow or I <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, you know, and um, and so at 15, she was already married, yeah. was pregnant already, you know, and just never had a good start in life, you know. And uh, husband was never there, actually never worked a day in, in his life. I can go on. Anyways, so this person, this woman, um, is actually very smart even though she doesn't have a formal education. And uh, how do I know that? Because she's self-taught in Mandarin, Chinese, Cantonese, Chinese, Old Chinese, uh, Bahasa, Sundanese, and English, right? Um, So, you know, and then she learned all this being a maid working (laughs) 20-hour days, right? So two, three and a half years, about three years ago, She didn't even know how to use a computer, literally, did not know how to use a computer. And so I showed her how to use a computer. Now she runs a MacBook Pro. She literally runs this entire company from soup to nuts, finances, HR, trains my dog handlers, trains my dogs, explosives, and narcotics. Um, You know, I mean, she does all the licensing, business development. She's the face of the company. I mean, she's like, you know, here in Indonesia, she's wildly successful. Yeah. Um, compared to everybody else you know I to anyone. Our, our finances but but she's she's done super well for herself you yes, know sir. she's got a lot of support from the police because a lot of the police are women here and they just look at her like man you're amazing you know and they just you know they just support the shit out of her so <laughs> but this person my wife was able to do all that because because I had to sit down and teach her. I said look you can learn this computer let me show you this you know and then I started I spent a lot of time talking about leadership um, self-leadership um, you know, and I, and I talk about, you know, you know, processes way to, you know, better ways to manage time, thinking it's way outside the box, challenging paradigms. Okay. Just because everybody else has been doing it this way, doesn't mean it's the right way, you know, be asymmetrical, get outside the box and do it a little bit different. And you might be more successful. And so we have actually adopted that philosophy here. Um, Since the day we started this company, we vowed that all our employees would get paid every day. I mean, every payday on time, all time, full amount of money. That's very unusual here. Okay. Um, we know that people that go weeks, month without getting paid, you know, cause their employers just gonna pay them. And, uh, you know, and just straight, it's just crazy. Right. And we said, we'll never do that. You know, we'll, we'll, we're going to, we're going to apply leadership traits, particularly the kind that I bring to the table from the military and, um, you know, treat people with dignity and respect. Um, you know, and, uh, and it's, it's worked out pretty well for us. We've had no major issues with any of our handlers or our employees. we got over 65 right now, um, Damn. plus 45 canines working and, uh, you know, it's a lot to manage dogs and human beings, you know, and actually the, do- the human beings are dumber than the dogs, man, <laughs> the do- you know, I hate to say, it, man, the, do- the dogs do their job all the time, man, you know, they don't care, you know, they do their job. They were training, them. you know, the others not so much. Um, so. But anyways, um, but, you know, she's one of my, she's one of my success. I have a lot of success stories. I mean, from, you know, millionaires to bankers, to teachers, to, uh, you know, unemployed people, to police officers. I can go down just military guys, young guys that want to go in the military, uh, older guys. Actually, most of my clients are probably in their mid forties, kind of reach that midlife crisis. They wake up, walk in the mirror and go, shit, I'm in my third trimester of pregnancy. What happened? Um, your boys, you know, the kids don't want to play with them. They're playing with the dad next door because he's in better shape. You know, the wife don't want to play with them because <laughs> the wife's playing with the dad next door. He's in better shape, you know. So there's all these issues, you know. And uh, and, they, and some, of them, you know, some of them wake up having, you know, come to that realization and they need help. And then they realize, hey, I'm out there. I could possibly help them. And so I do. And uh, I, I, I have never had any negative testimonials. Everybody's been very positive. Uh, I think everybody's walked away with, you know, a lot has learned a lot and changed their lives um the most important thing about changing your life is changing the way you think and uh you'll never change your situation you'll never change your life you'll never change anything that you do or you are until you actually change the way you think that means challenge every paradigm everything that you were ever taught from the time you were a kid question it you Re, know and then it.
1: I, look at it again yeah
0: yeah, yeah. because you know, with time and experience and age you know um our perspective changes because we have more information we have more experience all those stuff like wait a minute you know that's bullshit yeah you know, i believe that then but that's not true yeah. You know? yeah now i got more information yeah um <laughs> anyway I was, I was gonna say well,
1: steve jobs had, had had an interesting quote where he was talking at a commencement speech in california and he said probably the most important or one of the most pivotal steps in his um his journey as well you know we now know creating the single most valuable corporation in the world well, at one time i think it's amazon now but the first trillion dollar corporation but he talked about he said it's a it's a massive moment when in your life in your journey as an entrepreneur when when you've been pushing back at the world a million different times and nothing's working and then finally you push against the world and you see something give somewhere else. And he goes, at that moment, you realize it is not static. It is not a set. It's not made out of concrete. He goes, right. it's malleable. And then you start to realize things that you've just always accepted as, these are the rules. And we do Monday through Friday. And we go to the store. And we go on the roads. He's like, someone planned the roads. Someone planned yeah. the calendar. Someone planned where this store was. All these social norms. Where I'm going to wear a tie. And I wear... Because all these things he goes you start to realize oh my god these are all these can all be changed because they're all created and right. i think you keep touching on that but i think that's the most important part is to realize that none of it is set if you just look at it and say well this is what, kind of what you talked about on your on the podcast i listened to um you know once you're at 35 you're over the hill and you gain weight and you and it's or you know Oh yeah, well I, you know, I, I I'm not a billionaire and I'm not Dale Comstock, so I, well, I go nine to five, I go Monday through Friday, and that's just what a guy like me does. Fuck that. Yeah. You got to look at it's it and self, go.
0: It's self, you know, it's it's um, self-fulfilling prophecy, yes. man. You know, yes, it's, it's, it's what it comes out comes down to. And
1: someone smarter than both of us, Max Planck, the famous histor or not historian physicist, one of the I mean, every Planck's law, is Planck length, one of the biggest names in physics. He said, if you want to get the reality or it was Nikola Tesla. Either or, they're both brilliant, so it doesn't matter who it was. If you want to reach a certain reality, you must align align with it, you must align your thinking with it. Once you reach that frequency, you will be there. So this is not spiritualism. This is physics. But that's one thing I always think of, is like, it's not, it's, Einstein talked about, Einstein talked about how his most brilliant thoughts were when he would be meditating, and he would think of something, and it would come to him. So it's not, It's not forget me, forget Mr. Comstock. Look at these brilliant guys that literal physical laws are named after. Planck, Planck length, Planck speed, Planck time, Einstein, Nikola Tesla. These guys all talked about, if you want to reach a certain place in this reality, in this existence you must match it with your mindset and they all said the same thing like, right this isn't woo 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 hit the peace pipe uh, kumbaya no this is yeah. this is no different than a radio you're tuning in when you want to get to when you want to get to a different radio channel do you go oh well I guess this is just the song that's on no fuck that you change the channel and then you find right. you know whatever Led Zeppelin like, you change the
0: frequency, like, you this, is to the right frequency. this is it this is it and that's it's tuning you in it. uh, you align yourself with the right frequency okay and frequency is everything um, everything there's you know there's healing frequencies over 524 hertz that you know have been shown there to um reverse you know disease cancers things yeah. like that um there's different frequencies that uh, affect mood for example you know if i listen to some really slow you know d- you know marvin gay music or something you know it mm. makes me just relax and yeah. you want to go to sleep you know but if i listen to some head banging metal music you know it time to go to the gym up. yeah um, if I listen to something that has white noise in it, like sitting in the back of an aircraft yeah. with the APU's running, everybody goes to sleep. That yeah. white noise just kind of lulls everybody to yeah. sleep, you know. So it's frequency. These are all frequencies. Our, our way of thinking is um, is congruent with you know with, with certain frequencies, and you get certain results from certain frequencies. Um, you know, I tell people all the time: if you feel a little, you know, out of sorts, a little depressed, or whatever, a little anxious take your shoes and socks off, go walk around the the grass. For mm, a little bit and basically, feel it on your toes. You
1: know,
0: yeah. Yeah. Ground yourself with the earth frequency. That's yeah. the natural frequency. You know, yeah. that's why the American Indians, you know, they talk a lot about, you know, the spirits and they talk about the, you know, the animals and, and you know, being in touch with nature, you know, um, they really get it, man. They, yeah. they understand that, that piece of it, you know, that, uh, we really are, uh, you know, just one piece of this of whole, whole big, system. you know, electrical sphere, you yeah. know, we're part of this, the, this whole component, man. And, uh, and so, yeah, you know, and, and, uh, yeah, you, you know, the, you're right. Those guys, Einstein, everybody, man, you know, the, the physical, um, uh, the, you know, the physics behind it is what drives us, man. And, all, and it always comes back to energy, man. It's, it's always about energy. Um, you know, I, I got a quote here that I got from about Albert Einstein. It said the only source of knowledge is experience. Hmm. Um, and that's so true, right? Because, you know, knowledge is power. We fear what we don't understand, and uh, and so you know, the only way we really know something is once we've experienced yes. it. You know, and so you know, you can read books all day. So I'm, I'm you know, I'm kind of digressing a little bit here, but um, go
1: for it, dude. There's no, you know, there's no structure I, here. Yeah. Talk about whatever.
0: Yeah. No, I'm, I'm looking. I have suddenly I've got all these things come across my feed about uh, life coaching certificates for twenty five dollars. You know, be a life coach in thirty days. And I actually message them and go, hey. I said, how does a guy that has no more life experience than anybody else out there, never really achieved anything except, you know, putting his pants on and going to work every day from 8 to 5, how does he become a coach and mentor other people? Because in my mind, I would think that if you want to be mentored, you want to be mentored by somebody that's done that, achieved all that, right? Yourself. And and reached certain heights, right? And, uh, of course, they deleted my message, (laughs) which is funny, because all these people were on there, like, send me, you know, to them. They're like, you know, I want more information. How do I get this I'm like man, you guys are a bunch of gullible lemmings. Yeah. Man. But uh, and I look out there, man. There's a lot of people out there doing this, and it's like actually, I have coaches that were Tony Robbins coaches, trained by Tony Robbins as life coaches, and they're my I, and I'm now coaching them because I, I asked them. I said, "How did you do?" Well, not too good. Why? Because you really don't have the foundation, yeah. experience to talk about it, right? Um, and it's not look. You compare all the stuff that we're talking about. You know, you know, metaphysics, kinetic your theory. You know. Align yourself with frequencies, um, but you've got to experience it. And I show people how to experience it, you know, little by little by little, you know. And with every time you do something, you achieve something, you know, you get stronger and smarter and better, right? Yes, and, yes. Uh, and like I have a little saying I always, you know, put out there it's, uh, you know, with every victory I'm empowered, with every defeat I'm more resolute, mm-hmm. but I will never quit, right? Mm-hmm. Because I know I keep learning and learning mm-hmm. and learning. And that's how you grow. You grow from mistakes, you grow from failure that's how you succeed yeah. in life. Right. Um, anyways, uh, I kind of got a little off no, the tangent there. No, not um, at all. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah. There's actually got people messaging me here and, uh, maybe they'll listen to the podcast. Right? I don't know. Um, I, I saw your questions earlier. Um, oh, oh,
1: yeah. Um, Hey, before we do that, can, can I run to the bathroom real quick? Yeah. Yep, be, be back okay. in 30 seconds. All right. All right. Okay. people always tell me I have the uh, the bladder of a nine-year-old.
0: <laughs> like, yeah,
1: yeah, um, yeah. do you want to do those questions?
0: Yeah, we can, uh, if you want to do the questions, uh, I saw a bunch of them on there. Um, I, you know, any one of them that you think uh, would be interesting, oh, yeah,
1: sure. I happy to answer them. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Let me pull them up. Um, I wanted to – yeah, my, my question before we uh, go down that, um, I wanted to – Oh, one more thing for everyone listening. I forgot to, to yeah, you were 23 when you got into Delta Force. That's just a, <laughs> that's yeah, my, when I was 23, um, I was stealing mailboxes with my friends.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, he, actually at the time, I was one of the youngest guys ever naked yeah. there. Um, you know, there's been a few since then, but uh, at that time, it was kind of un- unprecedented. The average age was about 33 of the guy that made it, you know. Um, you know, I guess, um, you know, I, I made it through it physically, and I guess, uh, you know, I impressed enough at the board that they thought, I, you know, you should give me a shot. So, yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah, But um, I'll, I'll... Know, it, it, even back then, you know, it was all mindset, man. I was determined to make it through the course. Um, I trained like a madman um, getting ready for it. And, you know, mentally, I, you know, I prepared myself, you know, because it was, a, it was a, a big command board that I had to um face and three psychologists, everybody. And, uh, you know, I mentally prepared myself for anything they might throw at me. You know, the most important, the most important aspect, part I guess, the most important part was, um, being reasonable and sensible in my answers. Um, and not assuming that they want to hear, they don't want They don't want to hear from Rambo. Um, yeah. but they don't want to hear from Pee Wee Herman either. They want to hear from a guy that's like sensible, to make a, a right decision knowing that there's always not a right answer yeah. you know so you you know yeah. and I, I guess I answered the, the questions properly um, or good enough and I and so there I was you know um, you know it was uh, it was a great experience by the you know I don't a lot of people define me by you know okay the guys in Delta Force mm-hmm. but you know uh, that was a long time ago mm-hmm. and uh, I actually don't define myself by that anymore you know sure. it's like okay sure I'm still, you know, technically, you can, once you're a Delta operator, you're always, always. really a Delta operator, but, uh, you know, that's one of many of my achievements, you know, I became a Green Beret, um, I worked for OGA, which that in itself was a uh, very tough to achievement, you know, very few guys can make it through all of that, including the polygraph, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then I've, I've actually worked as a mercenary, I mean, a real mercenary, not fucking Blackwater, you know, and going to go out and be a contractor. I mean, literally working for foreign governments, killing bad guys on their behalf. And, uh, you know, and it was all legal. Um, yeah. you know, yeah. You, everybody goes, Oh my God, that's illegal. No, it's not illegal. It's, it's never, it's not illegal as long as the comp- the government you're working for is politically aligned with, with our United. government. Yes. Right. Yes, so sir. if I went and did that for North Korea, yeah, I'd, I'd be in trouble. <laughs> if I did it for Russia, I'd be in trouble. If I did it for Iran, I'd be in trouble. But, uh, the people I did it for, you know, the American government supports them. Yes, so, sir. You know, so I've done a lot of things on that level. Um, actually, the last time I was deployed downrange um, was about four years ago, live fire, um, doing the real deal. Um, so at my age, you know, I'm still out there. You know, I'm almost 57 now, and um, I'm getting ready to get on some more projects that are high risk, and uh, and they require the body of a young man. But you know, I keep myself in shape. Yeah. Go to the gym four or five days a week. I'm um, as strong as I ever was. I've still got I've still got it physically. I'm not. You know, I've broken my back in helicopter crash, I've yeah. torn ACL, meniscus, I've had concussions, but uh, my body's 100%, I mean, it's 100% functional, there's nothing wrong, I don't get up complaining because why? I exercise, yes. I have the right mindset, you know, I try to eat properly, um, you know, I drink a lot, uh, you know, I drink a lot of wine at night when I'm working, but, uh, and I eat hamburgers, but it's everything in moderation, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's a mindset,
1: um, um, so... Um, I wanted. To, oh, well, I was gonna. I was gonna say. Uh, that that deer story, chasing down the oh, deer. Okay. One of one of my uh one of my my dad's best friends. My dad has a story about them hunting years and years ago. But he was like, yeah. He's like, we were out there, and uh, his friend, we'll just call him Bob. Bob was chasing a deer, and but he got off the radio. And no one knew where he was, and my dad was there. He sees the deer jump out over the road, and he sees Bob chasing him with the 357, shooting him. Finally, kills him. Jumps on top of him, and bites—literally bites his nose like <coughs> off. And I was just like, and it's always, and this guy was a Marine, and I was always thinking like, holy shit. And I was reading your book yesterday, and it's like, <laughs> and I'm chasing this thing through the woods, and I catch up to it, and I. I hit it with the crowbar and I jump on top of it like uh, riding a horse and cut it cut it ear to ear and I was just reading you know, Army knife, yeah right? yeah and I was reading and I was like holy shit I literally went downstairs I was like dad and I was like, oh. he's like, like it makes sense because this is this friend I'm like yeah no it this is exactly what he did yeah and you you look up and the train looking at you and it's
0: like, oh shit is,
1: is this what the unit is
0: <laughs> all I gotta do is look at him and go, "What are you looking at?" Yeah. And then and off of the woods, you know. You, <laughs> I had to keep my cadre yeah, face on. Yeah, yeah, the
1: time. yeah. You, dude, you know that. You know that guy has told that story. Like, oh
0: yeah.
1: What was it yeah. like trying out for Delta Force? You'll never fucking believe me. <laughs> I saw, <laughs> saw Rambo. <laughs> like, it's yeah, it's, it's not a movie trope, and it's like, no nah, man, he needed a Swiss Army knife and a crowbar. That's all he needed. He doesn't need a Barrett 50 cal. He, no, I saw him
0: do it. No could um, uh, know I just, I couldn't leave that thing I yeah yeah well I that's know, yeah, well that was the same thing yeah well that's the same
1: thing my my dad's friend that's what they were doing is it was an injured deer and they're like we gotta find it and put it out of its misery <laughs> it's like, <laughs> 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 um yeah. okay so uh, I, I pulled up the questions before I asked those um I had a question did I don't and I don't know whether or not you could talk about it did you ever think about um i don't even know because when you brought up delta it was like you receive a letter that says you're eligible to apply it's like the ultimate like right, right. Uh, um hard to get in I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss for words did you ever think about going towards i don't even know if it's still the same name the cia's special activities division uh SOGs, special operations group special activities division
0: special activities division yeah. The branch,
1: yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yeah. Did you? Uh, of course, you know, you're smiling at me like <laughs> you got it. You got to We won't talk about that. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: No, yeah. okay. We won't talk it, about it. Yeah. Yeah, it,
0: yeah. You, yeah. You can read into that. You yeah. Know? I said OGA earlier, so, you know, that covers the oh, Ah, yeah. You, so,
1: you monster. You're, you, you're, you're yeah.
0: The Office of Government Affairs. Yes. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's who I work for. Yes. Um, the, men black,
1: the Men in Black. The Men in Black. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so I got up the questions, I sent them to you. Is there any is there any specific one you want to go through or do you want me to just choose some? Yeah,
0: just choose some. Okay. Some, man. Okay,
1: well some some of the questions can be found in your book, so I'm not gonna go over those. What did you do okay. before Delta Force? Well, you explained it all, but it's also in your book. Yeah, yeah. Um Okay, um well, the one I wanna ask is um what was what was the funniest thing you witnessed in the field? And I think it's I think it'd be the uh the explosives guy with the uh with the girl? <laughs> I don't know if that's what you... Um, you go in there and no, he, he, he... Oh, yeah, yeah, it, yeah It's yeah, the yeah, playboy, no, the... Expe- expe- while we walk
0: in the room? Yeah. Um, but, no, actually, that was kind <clears> of... <throat> that was actually... That was kind of funny, but... Um,
1: yeah, you said it pissed you off. Story,
0: yeah. yeah, the funnier story was when I went to the field, um, we took... It's, it's a long story, but uh, it's in the book, where we went out and... Uh, we were going to support a special forces team at a small camp uh, on the border um, of Afghanistan and Pakistan. They were getting constantly getting attacked, so I brought me and two other Americans came in with about sixty of our Afghans in the middle of the night. And we occupied another small, broken up compound about a mile away on high ground, and we snuck in, I put everybody down to sleep. Um, it's about I don't know two in the morning, and then uh, you know sun comes up around four thirty in the morning, and uh, so everybody's bedded down except for security guys that are out pulling security. And then my interpreter comes over and he, and he, and he wakes me up. And I'm um, like, Mr. Dale. And I'm like, yeah, what's up? And he goes, um, he goes, someone, now this is Afghanistan. There's no water, man. We're especially where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. There's no water. Right. But they're down, down the hill on this, on the side of the road, there's some runoff water, right. From like, I don't know, where works probably sewage waterfall. I know. Wasn't a whole lot, but uh, it was water. <clears throat> and, uh, he asked me, he goes, hey, Mr. Dale, he goes, um, some of the men would like to go down and Uh-oh. take a bath. <laughs> and I thought, what the hell are you talking about, dude? Take a bath. We just got here a couple hours. Nobody walking. We been sleeping, right? And, uh, and he was getting like all pink in the face, right? And, uh, you know, I could tell he's getting really uncomfortable. And he goes, well, you know, some of the men would really like to go. And I go, why? I said, explain that to me. He goes, well, and then he, he said, okay. He goes, basically the Quran, Quran says this, you know, if you have a, basically if you have a wet dream, you know, you're supposed to bathe your whole body. And I go, okay, so a guy was sleeping and he freaking jacked off in his sleep. Yeah. And, and now you got to go wash himself because it's a religious thing. Got it. I said, which guy is it? And he points over, and there's five guys later. And he goes, those five guys in the same little group huddled together, right? <laughs> and, I, and I looked at him, I go, what? And, uh... You know, F, are you kidding me? you tell me one guy woke up and goes, oh, shit, I had a wet dream. I need to go bathe. And the other guy, yeah, me too, me too. Yeah, we all, and I was like, you're full of shit. You know what they're doing over there, right? And I was pissed now, man. And uh, the little butt monkeys over there, and I said, you know what? I said, I said, I'm not going to argue with them. And I'll argue with you guys. All right, I said, this is the last time. I said, you take those five guys, you get another patrol, you go down and pull security for those assholes. while they wash washed themselves up? And you tell them that crap happens out here in the field again. I'm gonna fire all of them, I'm taking all their money, man. It's, it's over. Yeah. You know, um, we're, we're here. This is not an orgy, okay? <laughs> this is a this is a defensive perimeter, for <laughs> combat. You know, and and uh, they better get their minds right, man. But I, I was like, oh, you, I couldn't even believe it, man. Like, Are you all, kidding me? All this five be of like them. Two hours. <laughs> all five of them. Thank you yeah banging each other in the corner
1: i'm like are you kidding me man? you know yeah i i read that that's where i was talking i was on the toilet dude I, I literally shit i was laughing so hard because it was well you were talking about on a serious note you were talking about you like the difference between like you guys and the seals is like you guys are training them part of it is, is you're training yeah. the indigenous people and part of it is like you said you don't treat them like armed slaves you treat them like one of the boys yeah. right so exactly. and part of it is is you don't you don't shit all over someone, so you know you, If you want to get someone to come, you know, work out with you, you're not like, hey, fat ass. You're like, hey, dude, let's go, you know, let's go fuck up the gym together or something, you know, like that. Yeah, yeah. And so you're like, you yeah. got to take into you got to take their culture into you know, within reason, and you're like within obviously operationally. It's, it's, operational. it's their it's
0: like, hearts and minds, man. You're always winning. That's one of the problems I always have with the seals. Uh, we had a few that were, you know, what they they if they ran an operation, they wanted to take uh, my guys with them because they wanted to put an Afghan face in the operation, right, right. and. Uh, you know, give them more credibility, blah, blah, blah. But then they would try to control my guys. And mm-hmm. I literally had them on the battlefield, look at them and tell them, no, I don't take orders from you. I take them from Mr. Dale. Yeah. Whatever he tells me to do, that's what I do, not yeah. from you. He, yeah. They just froze on him. Like, no, we're not doing it. Yeah. And the reason why they did that is because, you know, unlike special forces, SEALs are not trained to do that kind of work, man. They're way outside their element, okay? They don't know the hearts and minds, game. They don't understand the special forces mission, which is, you know, um, going out and, 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 recruiting indigenous personnel, you know, training them, taking care of them, you know, winning their hearts and minds and, and making them feel like they're part mm. of the organization and not, you just my freaking follow bullet my trap, orders. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Follow my orders. And that's the problem. You know, seals think, are oh, you supposed to yell at them and tell them to do this or tell them to do that? And, you know, that's how you get shit done. Yeah. And it's not, man. Mm. You know, th- th- these guys will sh- not only will they shut down on they'll shoot you in the damn back yeah. and get enough of your shit, you know? Yeah. Um, so, but, um, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. All that but, said, you know, and it was, yeah. It was, a, it was the same thing, you know. I, I knew that. Okay, you know, if I want to keep the peace and uh, win hearts and minds, I'm going to have to let these guys go down there and, and wash themselves up. and yeah. You know, be you know, be understanding. Yes. Um. You know, the part that I had a problem heart understanding was like, dude, look, you guys came out here. I don't care that you if you have man love. That's yeah. what you want yeah. to do, but. This is an operation. Exactly. That's that's this is a a, a mission. What if what if I brought a bunch of chicks out and we're all over having sex? Are we having? Are we doing an operation? Yeah. Or are we doing an orgy? Yeah. It's like it doesn't work, right? Yeah. It's a problem, right? Exactly. So, um, which that's another area that I freaking really pissed me off is you know women in special operations because that's exactly what's going to happen. Really. Um, I've seen it already happen. So that's one of the questions.
1: Yeah. Is is
0: yeah. You know. It's just the same old crap, but anyways, yeah.
1: So. Well, I was gonna say that's what that's what's so funny about it is because you you mentioned in your book you're like you're like I you're like I I I could, I could not give less of a shit what your sexual orientation is. You're like that I don't care about that. You know, homosexuality. You're like whatever. That's not that's not my business. The problem was is it was, hey, we're in the middle of a fucking war zone. You know or yeah, exactly, you know you, you can't be doing that and it's exactly. a yeah, and it's, you can't you can't have five. You know, you're like wait, you got oh, an AK forty
0: seven your other gun out of his ass and keep it in your freaking underwear, you know, and, and be ready to go to fight at any yeah. second. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah. you know we're, we could be attacked at any time. Yeah. You know? And uh, uh, it's, fucking, it's just ridiculous, dude. I mean, yeah. some of the stuff over there was just, it was funny. Yeah. But you got to just take it for what it is, you know. That's their culture. Yes. It's not just their culture. I mean, that's their Arabic culture. Yeah. You know? uh, I can give you stories like that all day long, you know. Um, so I guess when I went... Busted that guy's bedroom door down and he was out there banging a the chick, you know. At least he was banging a chick, you know. And uh, he looked at me like, "Hey, come on, car, hey, finish. what and, second? <laughs> yeah. And I thought, you know, at least you're doing a girl, but yeah. now you're gonna have to get off,
1: no. my friend.
0: And yeah. She yeah. she jumps out of bed, and covers up. Yeah. Know? Yeah.
1: You're <laughs> like, uh, yeah, she she got a new, you're like, she she got a new apartment, just needed a needed a new door. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> i was reading that and i was like this is fucking hilarious but um well that was one of the other that was one of the other questions um uh actually i was gonna say man dude how come you haven't been on joe rogan why the hell have you not been on joe rogan you i
0: don't had... know never asked to be on it nobody's asked me to be on it. so you well, know,
1: you, you you have to go because he he sat on andy stump who's a member of a dev group seal team six and he has some yeah. hilarious stories and He's, you know, he's talking about Andy Stumpf was like, it's so crazy because you'll be, you know, you'll be 60 seconds out, 30 seconds out, five seconds out. And he's like, and time slows down and, you know, you're going in and you're, you know, you're you're going through and he's like, we're hunting, we're going through the compound. And he's like, it's such a mindfuck because he's like, on on one second, you're thinking like, am I going to go home to my family? And he's like, and 30 seconds later, you'll be looking at the funniest thing in your life. He's like, for instance, in these compounds out in the middle of nowhere. He's like, they'll just have a room that they use to shit in. Just that's it. Just a floor that they shit on. And he's like, and I'm, you know. I'm coming out the back room and I see like two of my guys, you know, these big hard Navy SEALs. And he's like, and they're vomiting because they're, because they walked into the room and they slipped on the shit. And one of them pulled the other down and they're rolling around and just in, in an entire 10 by 10 foot room of dog shit. And they've got their night vision up and they're just vomiting. And, and he's like, he's like, and you go from like life or death to just like laughing and snapping a picture. And he's like, yeah. yeah, But, um. Yeah, you,
0: you, you come across a lot of the unexpected I've seen some weird stuff, man. Um, <laughs> all kinds of weird shit. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it can it can throw you for a loop. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: so so that's what the that's what um, that's what one of the the comments was was um, so he talked about Andy Stump and he said um, said Andy Stump talking about Dev Grood. He said uh, the more elite you get, he said you, it's often the more childish it gets. <laughs> He's like, so you get the most elite, the most elite killers, the most competent hunters, navigators, trainers, and he goes, but there's like the weirdest correlation. He's like, it's also like the goofier, more immature it gets. And he said, he asked, "Is is is Delta Force similar? Is it is this is it is there a certain level?" Yeah,
0: no, it is the same thing. You know, We, we we laugh and joke all the time, and even back then, it's like, man, we need to make like a bloopers video of you know the stuff that we've done. You know, it's like you know, I mean. Even in my book, I mentioned you know my my blooper was on the prison when uh, that damn
2: the, the firing dr- system got wrapped dr- around <laughs>
0: my boot and charge fell off. You know, <laughs> yes, it's like you I know thought. if you're gonna capture that on video, it would be funny as shit. You know, but uh, nobody saw that coming. I sure didn't, but it I, happened. You know, and uh, I, I, <laughs> uh,
1: I bet the uh, I bet the NRO or the National Geospatial Agency. I bet I bet they've probably got some bloopers, some some oh, some yeah. top some oh, yeah, above dude. top secret bloopers recorded. <laughs>
0: Yeah, oh, there's all, they're all the time, man. I, there's, you know, all the time. There's something, you know, just funny shit, man. Yeah. Uh, I had a guy one night, we were on a patrol on the side of a mountain, and uh, it was just a small, maybe uh, just a small goat trail. And it was muddy and slippery, and you really had to keep your balance and be very careful. We're wearing the night vision goggles, and my interpreter was an in Afghan, and uh, wearing his night vision goggles. And then we're walking along, walking along, and then all of a sudden, uh, he slips and falls over the cliff, goes down the hill, way down there. And I'm like, holy shit, right? And uh, he's laying on the bottom, and I'm like, okay, is he dead or alive? And he starts moving around, and, and uh, he's like, okay, I'm okay, okay. And he's, and he's climbing back up the hill, you know, and finally get him back to the top. And I'm looking at through my night vision, and I see all this black stuff yeah. running down his face, and I realize um, it was blood. He basically broke his tooth off and went through his lip, and everything was bleeding down his face, you know, and. And, uh, and I'm sitting you know, there. on the side of the, of the trail, you know, I'm trying to get the over to clean them up, you know, and, uh, and I, and I said something to him, I can't remember what it was. And he was trying to, he was trying to um, basically make an excuse for why it happened, you know, but he wasn't, it wasn't really trying to make an excuse. He was just trying to let me know, Hey man, you know, sorry, my bad. You know, it's nice. The first night I ever wear night vision goggles. And I'm like, what? <laughs> this is the first time you ever wear night vision goggles on a, on a combat operation. I said, that's why you fell over the cliff it? because you know it's it's, it's, it's not like <laughs> anyways you know and we you know we stitched them up right there and, and uh well actually it wasn't long later on that same trail we ended up killing a bunch of taliban that night but uh
1: um
0: you know just this him. stuff man yeah. it's just just unexpected shit that happened you know and uh guys fall over cliffs <laughs> driving over cliffs and um just, you know, a lot of weird stuff, man. Yeah. Inside the building, you're right. I've gone in clear rooms and guys are laying in bed sleeping with chickens, literally sleeping with a chicken, um, you know. i like, I'll pet chicken. they like, really? You know, I didn't want to get up, you know. Like, you're disturbing me and my chicken. i just here, you know. <laughs> uh, uh, just a lot of weird stuff. You know, you're running through a house, clearing it, and there's mm-hmm. goats and the cows standing in the way, you know. <laughs> Christ, dude.
1: Dude, yeah. yeah, dude, you have to, you have to do Rogan. Holy shit, you have to go do like yeah. a three hour, dude. You, honest, dude, that would. I'm, 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 I'm somewhat disappointed in you, Dale, that you have not been on, you have not yet been no, on Joe it, Rogan. It, you know,
0: I don't, I don't go out looking. Yeah. the Radio show. when people come to me and ask me if I'll do it, sure I'll do it. You know. Yeah. Um, I've kind of gone through a like a, a shift a little bit. Um, mm. You know, I'm kind of like more focused on what's going to help me and work for me today, you know, the business, Mm. other stuff, you know. And, uh, you know, put myself out there for radio shows. Okay, a lot of people know who I am, um, you know, and I get to tell stories, but it really doesn't, at the end of the day, nothing, I really don't get much of a return on that, you know. Uh, Maybe it leads to another radio show, but uh, um, so I'm at a point in life where I need to focus on, you know, what's going to benefit me the most right now, you know, Mm. and it really comes down to, you know, making money and taking care of me and mine, and uh, you know, so um, you know that's what I do. And, and be honest with you, man, it's like you know, I, I got I got a lot of stories like everybody else, but I, I hate to say it, but the seals have kind of just killed my enthusiasm about this because all the bullshit, the, you know, the, the you know, I'm a seal. Everybody's a seal now, by the way. Everybody's a seal, right? <laughs> um, you know, and every every mediocre seal. I'm a great SEAL. You know, it's like they're all full of shit. Um, and I know a lot of guys that are SEALs are good friends of mine. You know, my lawyer's a former SEAL commander. Um, he's a good friend of mine. I'm not saying they're all bad, but uh, this, they have really tainted the waters with their embellishments. And I know they're embellished. I okay. know some guys out there right now. <clears throat> I'm not going to mention their names. But, you know, they think they're top shit, and they're full of shit because I know the real story yeah. behind them. And, uh, and I actually know that some of these, the real stories are getting to come out, ready to come out. Um, by police investigators I mean, they're going to bust these guys bubbles man and uh, I won't go too deep into okay, that but okay, yeah. I've already been I've already been approached on that you know this whole but they have, you, you know people go well, why do you never hear from Delta yeah because they really are the quiet professional yes. I'm the only loudmouth but I, I retired a long time ago yes. you know um but they are the quiet professional you don't hear anything it's not because they're not they're operating 10 times more than the SEALs yeah. ever has been you know so just... it's just yeah, it's you know it's that mindset like I talked about earlier, special forces. You know, um, winning hearts and minds, knowing how to do your job. You know, you know, okay, SEALs are good at what they do, but mm-hmm. you know that's that's it, man. They you know they're they're a maritime counterterrorist you know unit. They do you know you, you know uh, maybe it's underwater demolition stuff like that. But uh, you know they have a they have a, a skill set. Um, interesting point here. Since I'm here, since I'm here, I'm just gonna throw them under the bus one more time. Oh, okay. okay. Um, there was, there was a time when I was in the unit, we used to compete against them, right? Actually, we competed against about 80 different counter throughout the world. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an event every year, and uh, and uh, we would field our teams and go out there, and it was a big competition. And uh, the unit would always take the top five slots in everything. In fact, we outswam SEAL Team's best swimmers. <laughs> we actually outswam those dudes, okay? <laughs> we had some serious studs in my unit. That We had scuba teams, all yeah. that, you know? Um, we outshot them. Um, you know, I performed them. Uh, you know, I go on all day long, right? And, uh, you know, I'm not trying to take away from them, but everybody thinks that they are the cat's meow. And, yeah. Uh, and yeah. And, unfortunately, it's because, you know, they're, they they write their books, mm. they write bullshit movies, or they tell bullshit stories, um, you know, and uh, you don't hear anything from the unit, you know? And, yeah. And you know what? And the unit doesn't <clears> care because they're not looking for they that. They are not shit. looking for fame. Yeah. Neither are the operators, right? And, uh, I just got to the point where, you know, i not talk all their smack. You mm-hmm. know, at the end of the day, you know, I do what I do. Yeah. I do me. And if you want to hear what I have to say, great. If you don't, I don't care. Yeah. You know, I'm doing. I'm doing me. I'm living the dream of all of
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You like. I, like I said, if you were a book character, I, I, I wouldn't like the book because I'd be like, dude, really? Like, I saw your Instagram. Like, your wife where you live, like, that really? I don't believe it. It's cheesy. Really? Delta Force, smoking Hot Wife, lives in Tropical Paradise. Really? Yeah. But yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm talking it's, to you, and it's, it's, yeah, man. It's all it's, true. Dude, it's... It's all true, man. That's so um, badass, though. It's... It's...
0: I'm writing... <clears throat> I'm actually writing five books right now. Um, one of them is tentatively called Apex, man. I've been working on it for a long time. But basically, it's going to be a book on all the things we talked about earlier, right? Autogenic conditioning, mm-hmm. self-actualization, um, being a better you, you know, those types of things, right? How to make a, I call it Dale Comstock's, you know, uh, operator's manual, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, how to be a better operator, or be a better person. Um, and I've got, I'm going to have a co-author with that one, but he actually wrote, helped me write another book. He's a really good writer. Um, a good friend of mine as well. And then I got four more books that I'm going to author myself that, um, are gonna be real life stories again. That uh, you know, one of them is about my mercenary work. Um, another one's about um, what's the word I'm gonna look for? Basically, helping to um, repatriate guys that lost their visas in countries that they, can, they can't get out. They're Americans or foreign nationals. Um, Getting them out under the ground, um, get them back home. Oh shit! Um, there's, there's a fun, there's a weird story about all that, man. You would never you would never believe something like that actually happens before, but it does. Um, like in some countries, if you owe money or, you know, you had a business, your bank, business goes under, or you, whatever it is, um, they'll pull your visa or your passport. You can't leave the country. You become what they call a velvet prison. You're basically in country, can't work. You can't get out. You can't do anything until you pay your debts. And, uh, and I know guys that have been in one country, I know one guy has been about eight years now and can't get out. His wife and kids are already in England Oh he shit. hasn't been able to see him, you know? And so, um, but it's not easy getting them out either. And so I'm writing a book on that. Um, I'm writing uh, a book about some of my bodyguard experiences. I was protecting a multimillionaire in Los Angeles for a while. Um, smoking hot 31 year old fell in love with me. It was just nuts. man. It was, it was just nuts. And uh, I literally walked away from millions of dollars and probably the, the best piece of ass ever. I mean, I just, I just couldn't do it, man. I'm like, you know, this is, um, you know, I, my, you know, I had to, I had, my principals, you know, got the better of me, you know, and uh, even then I was, what, 53? Mm-hmm. And uh, she was 31 years old, no kids, never married, millions and millions of dollars. Dude. I was, I'm rolling around a BMW 750 LI, I'm living in a $15,000 apartment by myself, you know, underneath hers. Um, yeah, oh, man, it, was, it really was, I'm writing that story, it was a very interesting story because of
1: the why I became her
0: bodyguard and uh, what was going on with her and she was being threatened uh, by a... Notorious gang of Chicago stole a million dollars with the diamonds from I can go on all day long mm-hmm. like, I don't that story, So, but that's gonna be an interesting story. Um, then I've got, um, two more that I'm writing. One of them has to do with, uh, a client I had in Singapore, um, guy from Turkey flew all the way to Singapore, robbed his wife, met her through Instagram. Um, he actually lied to her, said his, hu- her husband was cheating on her. I have proof. I'll come and show you. Okay, come and show me. He shows her, shows up, sticks a knife in her, takes all the money, Jesus. everything, you know? And, uh, you know, so you know. And then there's okay. I want you to go kill this guy for me in, in Turkey, right? So it, that's another story. Um, and then, uh, and then uh, what's my fourth one? I got I got four four of them right? and uh, so I think they'll be pretty interesting. Um, they'll they'll be like my action stories, you yeah. know. And uh, you know, there'll be a, there'll be a series of books on that. And then uh, and then the one book is my teaching, you know, book on self actualization mm-hmm. and uh, being a better you. So one of them is actually for entertainment, four of them for entertainment, and one of them for lessons learned. But actually, there'll be lessons learned in the other four yeah. entertainment too, because there was a lot of hard lessons, yeah, um, life lessons in there for me and everybody else. Um, I, was, yeah.
1: I was gonna say American ba- American Badass is what I love about it is it's it's like what Andy Stump said of SEAL Team Six. He was like he personally said he was like if you see a book with the trident on it, the Navy SEAL trident, he was like buy it for toilet paper. He's like, because I can tell you right now, it's all bullshit. It's no shit. Yeah. There I was, all alone yeah. on the backside of a mountain. And like, what I loved about American Badass is like, there's like definitely some badass stories in there, but it's also just, it's also just like, it's like, it's like, yeah, I killed this fucking thing. I didn't know what it was. It was like a, it was like, a, it was like a chicken eagle rat bird thing. <laughs> it's <was> just like, <laughs> what was the, what was the huge like. uh... Thing you're shooting at the, the river otter, river otter, river and you and you were like, yeah. and I missed it, and I it got to go home to its family, and Peter got to sleep safe, and it was like I was trying to send it to the light. I, was <laughs> <trying> to... <laughs> was... I, I, I
0: decided not to write the book about all kinds of killing and morbid. Shame, exactly, you know? but that's, that's why, that's why what, it's great. I'll leave that to the I'll leave that to the seals. Exactly, man. You know, that's why it's great, though. I just wanted to be, just wanted to share the human experience, mm. right, and, and my thoughts with humility you know yeah. I laugh at myself I yeah. tell myself you know what uh, you know what Delta Force Operators you know we're very capable we're very good at what we do but at the end of the day we're still a freaking human being mm. we're the guy next door mowing the grass mm. man yeah. you know we're not shields that are freaking above everything yeah. no. you know we, you know that we're the real deal and yeah. that's how I try to present it you know I don't have to tell you how many guys I smoked. Yeah. it doesn't matter no, you, it, know, it's, 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 you know it's understood you know so it doesn't matter it's you know? yeah
1: it's oh. it's it's very real it's <clears throat> yeah. it's yeah one minute it's hilarious where it's like yeah like you know he called like an F16 to drop a jdam but like 10 minutes earlier some guy fell off a cliff and <laughs> and and you, you, you go, are you okay? And he goes, I'm okay, Mister Dell, but I've fallen. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that's I'm why exactly. I'm asking, you're okay. <laughs> but uh, he's waving up at you, going, I've fallen. Go, no fucking shit. <laughs> that's why I'm waving down at you.
0: <laughs> and it's. It, I remember his name. His name was Harley. For Harley. Yeah, Harley Davidson. H D. Yeah, H yeah, D. Yeah. And, and,
1: yep. and <laughs> yeah, and it's, but it's there's also it's. Like you said, it's it's not all like no shit. There I was, you know, denied territory. Like no, it was you know, it's it's um, it's you know, uh, the your first confirmed kill. It's it's like you know, I took a man's life and said you're like I saw him. You know, the guy in um, was it? it was Panama? Was it was it the the raid to get a, a Carl Muse? Curt Muse. Kurt Muse. Kurt Muse. Um, but even how you worded it was it was hilarious. You're like he wouldn't stuck up behind the wall and I pulled the trigger four times and sent my regards <laughs> and it was uh, sent him to the or, or, you, you, know, or you know uh or uh, with extreme prejudice uh the guy that during your during your last mission you're when you decided um when you were like okay like shit like you know you said ev- even if it's just in my mind's eye i may be looking at my kids and wife the last time and you're right. like i'm gonna get through this i'm gonna get through it with valor i'm gonna you know gonna finish the drill but you're like you know i gotta then <laughs> you're like and so with that, you know, it's it's this whole serious like, you know, like I might die here. It's it's time to hang up. It's time to hang up the rifle. And then you and then like you're, it's building up to this like, oh, shit, what's Dale about to do? You're like, so I, and I, and I said, like, hold on to your guns. And I gunned it at a blistering five miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the tire caught on fire. Yeah, yeah. I broke the front right shock on it and, it
0: and it dropped down and the tire started rubbing the inside of the fender well. And she started burning, man. Yeah. I'm rolling down it for like three kilometers. Yeah. Tire on fire at five miles an hour. It's like shoot me. Is yeah. Shoot me here. You yeah. Know?
1: It's literally you're like yeah. I'm driving. Is that was that the truck with all the antennas on it? Was that yeah. The, it's yeah. literally you're in you're in the command truck bouncing it. Yeah, exactly. You had uh, yeah, and, and meanwhile you got the imagery. You're like I'm driving with my right hand. I got my left hand out the window shooting, and you're like and it's like to me that that's what makes it so much more real though is it's not yeah again it's not i hadn't eaten in 10 days the president just called me <laughs> you know you're, li- you're literally like you're li- you're literally like we're shooting at 360 degrees you know you know i had to turn on the headlights because like the ir lights weren't working and you're like you know you know who was it? doc yep. doc got out and broke his ankle but he was a trooper he didn't say anything And it's like yep. yeah and the guy ran by shooting his ak and you're like well, what was it? it was you're like uh with extreme or i uh i gave him i gave him i gave him two uh hollow points to the face with extreme prejudice and you're like it's <laughs> It's that's what makes it so. But then at the same time, it's it's you know, it's incredibly real. You you uh you talked about the the child outside that that compound, with just the child crying, and you're like, this yeah. is just some this is just some kid caught up in a war zone, and it's you know, yeah. it, that's or, the worst
0: part of all that, man. Yes. kids, man. That's what really touched my heart. Yes, you know? It's, um, the, you know, seeing what they were going through, and then think about my own kids. Yes, man. it's like I saw my kids. Yes, them, like, oh shit, you know. Um, yeah, it was, that was uh, that was the part that, you know, was the worst of it all, man. You know, the women crying in their house, you know, while we're raiding it, you know. Yeah, that was bad, too, you know. But uh, when you see the kids standing there, like, the Lord, like, what in the hell is just, going on yeah. here, you know. Just innocent. You know, you can just tell. It's like, and then I got their dad, you know, rolled up. Yeah. And I took out the front door, like, what's going on you Yeah, know? and it's. Um, so, yeah.
1: so, you know,
0: there, was, there were times like that, man. You know, the, the one where, you know, you know, I set up the booby traps yes. for a Taliban that was raiding, you know, and it, my, some kid walked through it and I killed him with the, you know, with the booby trap, you know, those kind of things are hard to reconcile. Mm. And it's it's like hard to, you know, well, goddamn, did I do the right thing or the wrong mm. thing? You know, um, on one hand, I'm trying to do the right thing and save people's lives. Save American lives. You know on, on, you know, on the other hand, I'm thinking, you know, who the hell sends their kid up there looking for unexploded ordnance, you
2: mm-hmm.
0: know? Um, this, you know, I mean, something else could have just blow up in his hand, let alone him walking through my trip, yeah. I, you know, but... Wait, man, it made, it made me think, you know, and it's like really start second-guessing everything. And, uh, you know, those are the kind of things that kind of stick with you because, you know, that kid was probably 14 years old. Mm. And, uh, that's, you know, his days were over, man. Yeah. His brother got blown up, and he, was, he survived later. Um, yeah. But, you know, that's that's the ugly side of war. Um, killing the bad guys, I have no problem with
1: yeah. that,
0: man. Well, I, it, I never had no problem with that, you know. It's, and, it, uh,
1: it's what you said earlier uh, during the psychological exams to get into Delta Force. You know, they're not looking for Rambo. They're not looking for Pee Wee Herman. They're, you know, looking yeah. for someone that can give the right answer or give make a right decision when there's not always a right answer. I that's think right. that's a perfect example. You know, it's it's, yep. you know, so, uh, uh, you know, some nefarious dude sent his kid to go find unexploded ordinance and that young man lost his life. And it's but, you know, if that didn't happen the story could be the exact same and it's, uh, yeah. and it's, you, you, didn't set up booby traps and some American GI lost his life because, you know, the yeah. Taliban was able to get close and shoot some pot shots. And it's, it's, um, yeah, there's, there's, yeah, it's not always, it's, it, there's not always a right answer or nah, nah. it's, it, there's not always rhyme and reason to it. Um, but, but what you I, know,
0: you know, yeah. in this, and you know, I don't have PTSD. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my ex-wife would tell, but right? he's got PTSD. I, he, I, she actually got on the radio and told people I have PTSD. I was like, are you kidding me? You know, are you kidding me? How did, Where do did you come up with that, right? And so, um, you know, I've been checked out by VA. He's like, no, you don't have PTSD. I'm like, you're right. I don't have PTSD. I've had some moments where, okay, you know, I had to deal with some stuff, but uh, like everybody else. But, uh, you know, I'm not crazy. I'm not violent. I'm not suicidal um, because... I've been able to reconcile all of that and understand, you know, I understand what happened, why it happened. And, you know, it's not because I'm some savage guy with no emotion. It's because I have a brain and I can rationalize everything. Right. Mm. And so, you know, what I saw and what I'd done is what it is, you know, and um, I don't let it consume me. I don't let it eat me up. Um, Life goes on, you know, and uh, you know, it is what it is, man. I mean, you know, some guys can't deal with that, you know. Um, some guys can't cope with that. There's, you know, there's, again, there's there's reasons behind a lot of that. Sometimes uh, it's, you know, I don't, I don't know all the psychology behind it. You know, we're all different. Um, you know, it's just like my canines, man. I got some canines that are just some bad asses, man. They mm. just, I mean, you can run them over with a tractor, man. They'll just keep get, get up and keep on fighting. And then I got some that'll just, you know, run away in the corner and shit and piss everywhere, you know. It's, it's. You know, and then some days they have good days, you know, they, they'll impress the hell out of you, but in their, you know, down at their DNA level, you can tell, ah, they're not that strong, mm-hmm. like, not like this, and people are the same way, you know. Um, we can compensate and mask a lot of our, um, you know, our weaknesses, our, uh, you, know, you know, some of our insecurities, um, some of our shortcomings. We, we can mask that through training, through behavior, you know, projecting ourselves a certain way, but a lot of times, you know, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's in the torrents of life that we mm. really see a person's true character. It's yeah. like, okay, who are you now? Let's yeah. see when the shit is on, you know? Yeah. And so, um, and I've seen that I've seen guys, you know, I mean, I seen dudes were just complete cowards, man. Complete cowards of people died because of them. Yeah. Um, guys that were Billy badasses, you know, been through all the training, had the berets, you know, and just freaking failed me yeah. failed the bend. you know? Um, and then I've seen guys that have like you would never expect anything out of, them, and all of a sudden they're the hero of the day. It's like, damn. Like, right yeah, you. you know? just,
1: well, yeah. you talked you talked talk about that with some of the, the, uh, the Nocturnal Emissions guys. You're like, you know, this, you're like they may be <laughs> yeah. hold. They're like they may be holding hands together, but you're like, you're like, goddamn, when the fighting starts, they they stand up, yeah. and you're like they're ready yeah, to go, right.
0: and it's yeah, it's. <laughs> they holster one gun and pull the other one out. And get away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. dude, oh my god, don't don't get me on that one again. <laughs> oh, dude, I, have I all
1: these bad flashbacks. Oh, it's like, it's like Dale. What do you have PTSD from? What, 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 what? You're like, it, it just. If this was your movie, it would show like the flashbacks, but it wouldn't be like war. It would just be like, it'd just be like hairy dudes sweating and touching oh, each other. God. I, I dude, i legitimately i legitimately almost threw up when i was reading it and you were like these like we're out of water and these guys stop and you're like i saw Uh-oh. you're like i saw this puddle full of like donkey turds and you're like this was water that even a dog wouldn't drink out of and you're like and we're yeah. walking and talking and i realized everyone's getting quiet and i'm like how come no one's they turn around and they're drinking out of it dude, i'm not shitting you i literally did one of <laughs> I was reading it, and I was just like, motherfucking. You're like, yeah, and you know, 30 minutes later, these guys are projectile yeah, vomiting. They were all throwing up. They <laughs> were
0: sick. had five of them, man, that went down hard. Uh, five of them, man. And we were out of water now. Yeah. I uh,
2: they
0: had They're... no discipline, man. Yeah. And I was totally unprepared for what they did. Uh, I expected more, and I'm like, shit. Um, yeah, it was bad. Um, but uh, <laughs> what do you do, man? We're like, there's no... There's no recovery aircraft You're
1: in the down, middle you know. of nowhere. Yeah. It's, we're in the
0: middle of nowhere. Yeah. You know, the only way we're getting out of here is we have to walk out of here and there's no water, yeah. you know, and it's going to be a long way to go. Yeah. You know, it'll be a couple of days. Yeah. And, uh, yeah,
1: they brought shaving cream and razors and you were like what the fuck God. are you guys doing <laughs> <laughs> shampoo wearing... yeah. you guys out there freaking yeah. with...
0: I'm like what and, and you're you know, like
1: and they've oh got their God. what was it their their, their polyprene yeah, underwear yeah. and you're like
0: polypropylene it's a... heavy polypropylene I know where they got the long johns on the tops on and they're putting their BDUs on and I'm like what are you I mean it's we're getting a, ready to walk
1: it's man. 140 guys... degrees in the shade
0: yeah and about 10 minutes you guys are gonna melt down and uh they would listen to me okay i said okay well, Fuck it. Right. well i guess you have to learn the hard way you know and we walked down the hill sure enough they were sweating balls and they needed some water yeah. like, there you go you know and now they made themselves sick drinking it's... they drank all the water and washed with it and now they now they need to drink shit water and now they got more shits shit. now we really need more water you know yeah and
1: um... yeah you, that's, that's what you wrote you're like and that's when i realized today was just going to be a learning day <laughs> like, yeah. you're like they're they're going to yeah. learn one way or exactly. another um, that's it.
0: That was it. It was training day. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I just, I just
1: I just, had this, like, imagery of you through some of your stories of just you, like, turning, like, purple. Just like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, like sorry, sir. I'm sorry, sir. It's first day I've ever worn night vision.
0: Yeah. No, you actually don't even, I, I actually got to way beyond... I never got mad. I'm like, you know, I just... It's like, okay, that's, you know... We, we would always say, you're Afghans. But there are Afghans. You know, basically, you know, it's like, they're, okay, you know, that's an Afghan for you, but hey, there are Afghans. There like are Afghans. Oh, All their whole hand, you know, here in AK-47, we just say, our head. uh it's Afghans. But there, there are there Afghans. Are, there are <laughs> there are
1: Afghans, God damn it. It's like <laughs> yeah. the kids, right? Exactly. Yeah, you know, no one smacks okay, them you know, but me. Also, <laughs> yeah. They're dumbasses, but they're my dumbasses. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I was, I was going to say... <laughs> dude i gotta i gotta pee again I'll, I'll cut this out I'll, I'll cut this out um okay yeah so i'll edit i'll edit this part out do you uh sorry i know i keep i've been talking you year off do you wanna do you gotta go do you want to get to the question yeah okay okay you know, I,
0: probably need, I probably need to break it off um i gotta i gotta go back to work I got some shit to do okay so, okay um we can cut it off here and then uh, if you want to do another one some other time that's fine okay um
1: okay well with all that i'm gonna whatever you want yeah do yeah would would do you want to do another one sometime yeah i would love it i would love it dude it's it's Uh, fucking hilarious it's (laughs) fucking hilarious man um dude i love i love having you on because it's like it's all that it's none of the there i was you know (laughs) the president said dale you gotta do it for god and country you're like there i was vomiting lobster Uh, true, uh, man. that's that's why that's why you're the american badass because it's like dude only american would write this story <laughs> you're like i'm sitting there like shitting and pissing like <laughs> yeah like yeah you looking these navy seals look like the girls we were just watching work out
0: yep. uh, oh my god yeah that uh, story yeah I, I don't care man like whatever
1: man. Uh, know what? <laughs> uh, oh. all right mr comstock i guess i can talk forever but like like you've you've got a million things going on so um hey i apologize about yesterday yep. no worries, man. <laughs> yeah, you, no you, big deal. you were like uh Are you ready to go yeah i wasn't
0: really in no mood to talk you know, i had some issues here that i had to deal with okay man, and a little out of sorts so okay fine. okay
1: yeah, so. um <laughs> <laughs> thank you hey thank you so much for doing this um
0: yeah thanks for having me man. yeah
1: no hey dude literally anytime you tell me I, i'll i'll uh I'll shoot you a message after this and we'll work it out. I'll let you get back to work. But, um, okay. Dell Comstock, right. everyone. Thank you, sir. Um, American Badass on Amazon. fantastic. It's a one day read. It's fucking hilarious. That's what I wrote down. You, dude, you, you got to narrate it. You got to put it on audible. You got to read it.
0: Yeah. You, you know what? People keep saying that's like, I, you know, you I, got to, that's another, it's, I, I got to figure out how to do that, you know, but, uh, um, i would almost just rather just tell the story without reading it just tell the damn story yeah. you know dude and uh we
1: should so. we should do a podcast where you just tell the american badass story yeah we should That'd do be it. a long one <laughs> dude, dude we can break up into parts i don't give a shit yeah you can do whatever uh, man
0: yeah i'm good with all that dude um yeah, it'd be pretty lengthy though. We were talking several like, four or five hours, probably sure for sure. Dude, I had I had on
1: a I had Master Sergeant Daniel Libby from the U.S. Air Force on. And we talked for four hours and twenty seven minutes. It was,
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> we were just shooting the shit about whatever. Yeah, we were. I've
0: done some long ones too. Yeah. yeah, and I can mean, talk. Um, we could set something up. Absolutely. Uh, you know, just let me know, and uh, I'll be back in the states next week for about three weeks. So, oh, awesome! Now I'll, I'll be back here in April. Awesome. Um, just back and forth. So.
1: Um, so, um, last thing and then I'll let you go. My, uh, my best friend that sent me the image, text me. It was like, if it's not Dale Comstock, I'm not listening.
2: You gotta give him, that, yeah. you
1: gotta give him a shout out. His name's Joe Udell. I got, you gotta say sh- shout out Joe Udell, 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 Joe Udell, hey, shout out to shout shout out Joe to Udell.
0: Udell. All right, man. Let me
1: give a shout out to Joe Udell, yeah. man. Yeah, <laughs> my, my number one fan. yeah he, he will love it. Um, awesome, all right, <laughs> dude. My pleasure thank you so much for coming on hey my podcast is your podcast this is Dale cast whenever you want to come on dude I please uh, it, please I hope to have a million more episodes with you you're fucking hilarious uh, anytime, man. all, all right. right all right thank you right, godspeed God bless bye 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 bye